Hello, you're listening to Dope Comedians, a podcast about comedians who use weed to help with depression and whatever else is going on in life. Subscribe today to listen to subscriber-only episodes and audio, as well as bonus episodes and clips. To gain full access, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and YouTube Podcasts. Now, let's get at it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. Uh, welcome to Dope Comedians. Uh, it's been a minute since I've done an episode because uh, the pandemic, obviously, did some pandemic episodes. But uh, those were pandemic-y and weird. So now I'm back uh, for some regular, regular post-pandemic episodes. Uh, I'm going to jump right into it. I'm not going to waste y'all time because it's been so long. And this comedy, this comedian, he was about to leave town. And I actually, like, convinced him to stay for a bit uh, to do one more episode uh, for me. Uh, he tours all over the country, performs everywhere. He has a podcast where he talks about uh, his, his touring adventures uh, and that is called uh, Best Champion. You can catch that. Uh, he also has a stand-up special on uh, Dry Bar Comedy. You can look for that. And uh, he also, in addition to all of that, uh, he has a podcasting studio here in L.A. Uh, that's called Third Will Comedy Podcast. And on top of that, he has a comedy club where he performs and everybody else performs. So this dude is super busy. Uh, I'm super grateful to have him here. Uh, please welcome to the show, Mike Mazzalotti. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, you make me sound busy. I, I mean, you, you bu- seem busy. Yeah. I just like doing it. I know my hobbies end up being fun. Like, I don't play video games and stuff like that. My hobbies all end up being like a podcast or like this business stuff. So, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm always doing something, but it doesn't feel like so Your I'm downtime good. is like, work. Is that, it's still doing more work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm the same way. It's hard to have downtime. It's always a project. It's yeah. my downtime. You're, you're, breaks are in between projects yeah i just jump from one to the other and it's yeah. like that's my mental break in this direction i'll go to this project you know what i mean is that how you because you have the the podcast uh um uh best champions mm-hmm. so you talk about all of your uh happenings on tour yeah, which is really yeah, cool yeah. did that come along through uh um, so actually yeah the podcast started everything because it was actually a different name before it was the same format um i think it was like the unfunny podcast i mean like three or four buddies and then we were just recording the podcast every week at my apartment in like uh sherman oaks and like no one knew it was my apartment because i like bought a backdrop we'd slowly make it like buy better 
cameras, better mics, better everything to the point where like when you see it on camera, if you don't realize if you turn the camera, it's my front door and yeah. my kitchen. Like yeah, yeah. You, people don't realize it. So then the people were hitting me up asking if like, where are you recording? Can I rent your studio? And I was like, oh, you know, this isn't a rental studio. And then we, me and my buddy Nolan had an idea of like, I bet if we built one, people would rent it. And then we honestly all, like I stopped doing the podcast, not on purpose, we just, all the effort went into building the podcast studio. And then now we have three of them, which was one in Seattle, two in LA. So oh, cool. it was like, yeah, Nolan lives part-time in Seattle with his wife. So he, while he's up there, he's like, let's open one up here. So we do that. And then we just opened one in Playa Vista a couple months ago, which was like gnarly. But yeah, so the podcast started that, took a break from the podcast for the studios, and now it's like going back yeah. to do, why did we start the studios? Oh, because <laughs> we wanted to have a place for our podcast. Yeah. You know? so. um, I, did, I tried to find like a more recent episode of uh, Best Champion, but it was, has it been it's a been minute? It's been a minute, yeah, because yeah. I started I actually, um, like just like a week ago, uh, I'm very into true crime, and a lot of people probably are. But like when I go on the road, I got I visit true crime locations because I'm in a random city, and you just look up what crazy shit happened within 40 minutes of here, and it's usually something you've seen on TV before, or just like something I've seen in YouTube videos. Like I want to go there, I want to see what it looks like and feels like. So I went to like the Aurora Batman shooting, like the movie theater, and I went to where his his house was, and like I've been to like the Oklahoma City bombing and stuff, and like just going to just like these spots I wouldn't necessarily find myself in. What was the energy like? It's it, honestly, some of the spots, it's weird because it just feels so everyday normal. Like, I mean, where Biggie was shot is like Fairfax and Wilshire. So like you just drive by that all the time. It's like, wow, it's crazy that he died right here. But it feels oh. like every day when you're just driving by, you don't, you know what I mean? You don't have that moment. But some houses you go to, the neighborhood feels it like they'll tear down the house or they'll like put a memorial garden where it's like you can feel more of an impact in some of the areas some of it's like life goes on yeah and it's kind of you know weird but yeah no but it's interesting that you do so on your tours in between your shows you stop by yeah all these <laughs> yeah, yeah. places that have had some weird tragedy yeah um and then you have a, i saw you have a map somewhere yeah, yeah. You... so i built a map um <laughs> basically because there was no there was no map that had them all. There was a couple here, a couple there, but like I never, there was no one spot that had everything. So I started just, I, I'm still building. I have like 400 and I think like I'm up to 480 on there locations, but it's like murder locations, like a, like someone's famous house, like where Ted Bundy grew up, or like uh, if there's a memorial where someone was abducted, where they found remains of people. So I have like them all like in these different charts. So you could like look at them. It tells you how to get there. And like, I also link a story to each one. So when you go there, you can read about what happened and like stuff like that. This is very in depth. Yeah. Like you put a lot of time into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is, that sounds like something that you really want to pursue. Like what, so how do you gauge on like wh what project to work on? Like, cause that sounds like a whole, th did you go to all those 400 places? No, so if I've been to like five, well, I've been to a handful of them, but I didn't start filming them till the last two. Okay. I kind of got the idea as I was going to them because I was so in like I'd be at my buddy's place in Austin Texas and I was like bro there was this famous yogurt land murder that happened like 40 minutes from here and he looks at me like I'm crazy he's like can we please drive there and he's like what's there now it's like it's not that it's just a different business but I want to go there yeah but it's like some people have the same pull so I just felt like well maybe if I uh, this, I don't know, I just felt like I would sit down and edit when, like, I have a podcast called True Crime Travel Map. It's, like, video and audio. Every Monday I release it. But, like, I was, it's, like, six to eight hours for me to edit it and research it and do oh it. Goodness. But, like, I can't get away from it while I'm doing it. 
and other projects and stuff, when they pop up on my screen, I'm just like, I don't want to even look at this. So I just lean on where I'm feeling. Like if I want to play music for a couple of weeks, cause that's where I'm feeling, then I'll just do that and kind of take a break on the other thing. And like, if I start playing my guitar, like yesterday I was playing for like two songs and I was like, I'm good. I just put it down and I jumped to something else. Like, what am I, where like, don't get mad at the fact that I'm not into this. What am I into right now? But always keep like the things going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like don't ever ignore a thing, but keep moving them all forward and they'll all end at some point. Like you'll finish the projects or. That sounds like what I do with my thoughts. I just try to like, let, I like whatever thought I have, I have it and then let it pass. Yep. I let it go. Yeah. Uh, so I meditate. Um, That's good. Um, let's smoke. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, you are like a professional. <laughs> yeah, I love weed. It's too, it's not, you know what's funny is I get embarrassed about it because like I've been smoking since I was 14. I'm 37. I took two and a half months off once and it was to join a gang when I was in New York. It was you, like... Wait, you, you joined a gang? When I was a kid, I tried to. I was like <laughs> probating for this gang. They were real. They were on like gangland. It was just like a hardcore gang, whatever. But uh, like they, they, it was, I was just playing music. I was 20 years old and like... I noticed the bands that were like the cool ones all had a couple gang members in them and they would just go city to city playing these great shows and the energy because everyone would like when you'd get there they had a connection with people because it's like oh you're part of our family whatever so I just wanted to be part of that life but I didn't care about anything but the music side like I just wanted to be in that and then I was at a show where someone got murdered in Asbury Park New Jersey and it was wild, and I just realized little by little, like, oh, this ain't for me. <laughs> not you know not I mean? the business. Like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a tough guy. I make these tough guys laugh. You know what I mean? Like, that's they liked me because I was a funny guy, but I just didn't. And a lot of them end up in jail, and like, it's it or they OD. It's not, yeah. it's not good. And it was like middle of nowhere in upstate New York. I just felt like I was like, kind of stuck doing that. So, but to to actual probate the one guy, they, he just didn't like weed. And they all drank, but he was just like, you can't smoke weed. And I wanted to be in it so bad. That, that's what, like my whole life, people are like, to get this job, to do whatever, you can't smoke. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not doing it. But for this gang, I was like, yeah. So I stopped for two and a half months. And then I decided I didn't want to do the thing. And they were actually cool. My brother was a part of it when I was growing up. He's not anymore. But so they were like, they knew me. They liked me. So they were like, just get out of here. And then I moved to Seattle. But, um, but yeah. They just let you leave like that? I thought you have to like. I wasn't ever in, in. I was okay. like probating. Where you like you try out for like six months and then they still wouldn't let me in. Like long story is my brother's uh, best friend Shane. He was like the singer of my band too at the time. Again, I wanted to be in these this group, and they were all like twelve years older than me. I was this young dude, but he kept like yet to be like unanimously voted in, and he wouldn't vote. Like I didn't know who kept saying no after six month six month seventh money and the ninth month is like all right who the fuck isn't letting me in? I know all y'all like me. I found out it was Shane. So I ended up like, I hated his guts. I quit my band. I moved to Seattle all because I was like, I just want to get away from this whole thing. And I really, like, I remember one day I found out he was thinking about moving to Seattle because my brother was out there and some of his friends were. And I was so mad. Like, stay away from my city, dog. Yeah. Like, I left to get away from all this shit. And then he died of a heart attack. And then, like, looking back, I realized, like, he was the only one that had my back. Like, this guy was like, oh, this 20-year-old kid, this ain't for him. Like, everything that we're all doing, this ain't for him. Yeah. And he was the only one that, like, saw it. And, like, I didn't realize that. So, like, years after he died, I was thinking about, like, the whole situation. And it's like, oh, because I was like, why do I hate Shane so much? It's like, oh, because he stopped me from doing this stupid thing. Yeah. That, like, even my brother, my brother wasn't around at the time, but even he was like, yeah, it's cool. I did it when I was growing up. It was different when he was younger. But it was like, yeah, the one guy that had my back, I hated his guts. And I feel like a dick for it, but he knows. I mean, 
you didn't know. You didn't know that that was his way of looking out for you. We don't. We never know. Like we have to get out of the situation before we realize like what actually happened or the reason, the the, the lesson learned behind it. Yeah. Um, that happens a lot, uh, for sure. But yeah, it sucks that he passed away. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have even noticed what happened unless because I didn't really think about why I was when I heard he died. I was like, why did I? Why am I so mad at this guy? And then I thought about it, I was like, oh, because he stopped me from, and then it, you know, it hits you as an adult, like making a terrible decision. <laughs> like he's the only one that really had my back. Yeah, yeah. And I was mad that he wouldn't let me join a gang at 20 years old. Yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with me? He was like, no, this kid has better, Yeah. better. I mean, yeah, those are like the angels. I'm not religious, mm-hmm. but I feel like those are the angels in our life, the ones that come along. And it feels like it feels like a brick wall. But yeah. even like you said, it's like that was a dump. Like joining a gang is not really no. the best. No, <laughs> it's like not, the worst. It's not goals. There's no, no life goals for that. Yeah, but that, that was the only reason I stopped smoking weed. And then since then, I've been smoking since I was 14 every day. Like, yeah. I, I don't take a day. If I take a day off, it's like a problem. <laughs> like, I get upset. You, you get really? It's just like bothers. It's like what I was saying before, like I, my life is good. I work really hard. Hard, but I am high all day so it's like I want to quit smoking yeah right <laughs> so sometimes I'm like should I quit smoking would my life be like I feel like maybe I can, and then I don't smoke for like eight hours I'm like this sucks like what am I not smoking for like I'm fine and even my yeah. business partner's like you need to smoke bro like you're so much better when does you're... he smoke too no but he's an alcohol guy but he hates being an alcohol guy and he said I he wish smoke. I was a weed guy he has too much anxiety from it like oh. we smoked a couple times and last time we smoked Oh my God, this poor dude. He had that moment where we were at a campfire, great time, hours away from like uh, LA, just enjoying it. And he looks at me, he's like, hey bro, have you ever called 911 before? <laughs> and I was like, oh, please don't do this right now. And he's like, no, I, I need an ambulance. <laughs> and you're just like, no, you don't. And you know you're talking to your buddy through it, but he thinks yeah. a thousand percent. And he's like, no, I trust you because you smoke every, every day, Mike, but this is bad. And you're just like, oh no. So he's, but then that, that's in his head now. So every time he smokes, he, he thinks that's going to happen. That's and if you do that, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? I have those thoughts. I still have those thoughts uh, where it's like, should I call the ambulance? But then I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be on those videos where it's like this high girl called the I know. That's the other thing is now everything's on body cams. I don't want to be on a YouTube video. I know. You're going to be on TikTok. Not handling my shit. Um, okay. What do you want? So these are... Uh, Homegrown. I don't Ooh. grow, but I have a, a bass player friend who grows. Um, I watched him pick these. Fuck yeah, we um, can try that. And then this is from a dispensary. I'm down for whatever, but yeah, I'm down for. I'm a bassist, so I'm down for bass player weed. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. When did you start playing music? Um, when I was 14. Everything at 14. I know. That was honestly 14. I lost my virginity. At 14? Yeah. This girl went up to me. It wasn't me. I had no game. <laughs> this girl literally went up to me because I looked like a little punk rock kid, and she's like, "You're cute." And I was like, cool. And then she was a grade above me, and she, she like she just held my hand through it. It was really funny. You could tell she's been. I wasn't even her probably second or third. And then because oh, yeah. like three months later, I was like in love with this girl. And then she like broke up with me. And I rode my bike to her house to like get her back, and I heard her having sex with somebody else. Oh I just, damn! I cried on her front lawn, and my buddy came and like on his bike and like rode home with me <laughs> it was really a big bummer yeah and everyone didn't like me because of it because i didn't know she was dating like the cool punk rock guitar player at the school because i was a freshman so i showed up this girl has sex with me and she like dates me for three months then she drops me and they're all like oh no she was dating the popular guitar player guy and now he hates you and I was, so instantly when i started high school it's like oh i'm a music guy all the musicians that are cool don't like me yeah so it was a very big bummer 
Yeah, from that, from, you, have you ever Googled her and like? Yeah, she has kids and a family now and she's, just, she's sweet, like whatever, but she just, I, she probably doesn't even remember me comparative to like the guy she hung. Cause it was like three months of her life, but she was like my first. Yeah. So like to me, I'm never going to forget her, yeah. you know what I mean? But I don't think she even remembers me. But I do look her up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I definitely do look her up. Be like, let's get with you. Let's go, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fourteen was a big yeah, it was a big year. But weed was the big thing for me. Oh, thank you. Um, first time I ever smoked weed was out of a bong too. First what? First time I smoked weed was out of a bong. I didn't get high, but I pretended to be high, which was the worst. How do you pretend to be high? I don't what know. What are you just like? I, I don't <laughs> know. I was just acting stupid. Cause I, everyone else was high around me, and I was embarrassed that I wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the second time I got high, I got really high. You know. Got to inhale. Yeah, I know, right? So you, um, there's a show that you do called uh, Gateway. Yeah. And uh, you you do a set sober, mm -hmm. and then you come back fucked up on something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get as high as you can. I smoke a lot, so I mean, Billy Billy's great. Billy Anderson started it, runs it. He's fucking. He's so like he makes sure because he knows I smoke a lot that I'm like really high. But it's funny in the beginning. I I met this show started in Seattle when I was with Billy. And when we met, he wouldn't put me on the show because he's like, you smoke too much. This show is for people that don't smoke, you know, which makes sense. He's like, I want people to see how whatever. So I remember I was like, bro, I'll do anything to be on the show. And he asked me if I would do mushrooms. And I was like, yeah, for sure. And I did mushrooms. And then the show went great. I remember feeling like, awesome. Oh, I felt like something special happened. But I was so gone. Like I left the venue. I walked around Seattle for like an hour. I was so high. It was like the highest I've ever been. I was on stage. And I remember like throughout the night being like, I think that something cool happened, but I'm not sure. So then like four months later, five months later, I'm on the road with Billy. And I know he filmed the show, but I forgot to ask him for it. So while we're together, I asked him like, hey man, is it cool if I get that video? Uh, I think it was a cool show. And he's like, yeah, for sure. Gave me the video, I posted it, and it got like, it went viral as hell. Like, started with a couple thousand views on my page, and then Lad Bible hit me up, and they're like, hey, can we repost this? I was like, yeah. And ended up getting like five million views across different formats. But I was like two years into stand-up, oh. so I had no idea how to do anything about it. Like people were coming out to see me, and I was like, I have seven minutes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was bad. Which clip was it? I wonder if I saw it. It was just me being high. If you just type in comic does shrooms, I just, I just kind of, it was like just talking. I didn't do any jokes, I just spoke for five minutes. But it was like, it was good. Like I even look back sometimes watching, like bro, you were good, like a funny high, like it was fun. But people were like saying I wasn't high. Then people that smoke, do a lot of mushrooms were like, you could definitely see that this dude was fucked up. Yeah. Because I just had him in my pocket. I remember just eating one by one throughout the night because I was nervous about the show. And then I had no more in my pocket. <laughs> and, and had that moment of it's like, oh no, like this is bad. But then I told Billy, I put, told him about the video. And when it was going viral, we were at Universal together. And he was so cool. Because we were, we were on mushrooms. That was the second time after I did mushrooms. The next time is when the night, it, the day went viral, which was so weird. And we were at Universal together and he looked at me and he was like, put your phone away. Everything's going to be wild. Just enjoy today. And we had like the best day ever at Universal. And then the next day it was like, it was pretty ridiculous. But then I wish it happened closer to now. Because like I couldn't, I, could, I was so not even good at comedy that yeah. I was just like, I just had a fun high night that got recorded. But. Yeah. You weren't ready for the, the opportunity. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. I thought I was just going to be high one night. But yeah. But now we're going to, we, we travel. We're going to Montana this week. That's why I'm leaving on Wednesday. We're doing... 
Billings, Missoula, and Bozeman, and I fly out, and he does Helena out there. But yeah, we travel the country doing the show. He does it mostly without me, but I've done it more than anybody else. Like we've gone on the road. To, like I quit my job in Seattle, and we did 30 dates or 25 dates in 30 days, and then moved to LA together. That's like the That's big. Really cool. See, you are busy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty busy. <laughs> what is it like doing? So like I get like I'm pretty much always high. Uh, when I perform, I try to make sure that I'm not like too high. Like mm-hmm. I know, like, I know my limits. Uh, but shrooms, I've never done shrooms in a, in a performance. Like I've gone to the museum and I've mm-hmm. walked around. Like I want to microdose, but never performed. Like what is that experience? Honestly, I'm not even kidding. I felt. I just remember feeling like it just wasn't real. And then halfway through. I just forgot I was in front of people. I even mentioned in the video because I was just, <laughs> you're looking at the lights for so long and you're just, you can't really see people and you look down and there's just a bunch of people looking at you. And yeah, it, was, it felt like it just wasn't real. Like the whole, cause I was, I mean, I don't do shrooms a lot. And at that time I especially didn't. And I ate more than I ever have at that point. So I was, yeah, I don't remember a lot of it. I do just remember, yeah, when I got off stage, feeling the crowd, enjoying it. I was like, that something was cool. And just saying, and then I don't know, I think mushrooms is like the most real, like, like I like smoking weed, whatever, but whenever I do mushrooms, like I have, you know, so I feel like shit's happening, you know what I'm saying? Like something real is going on in my head and I have certain thoughts that I don't need to write down because I know I'll remember them. Yeah. It's like that one deep, like this is the line from this adventure, remember this. And then yeah. from this adventure, remember. So uh, yeah, but I do remember it's thinking that when I was walking around, like, that something special just happened. Don't forget that. And then like months later, I asked Billy for the video. And I'm glad I, I almost didn't because I was so embarrassed. He already gave it to me once and I lost it. And then and we weren't even close at that point. Me and Billy were kind of close, but now we're like homies because we worked there so much. So I couldn't just be like, hey, I lost the video. Give me another one. I was yeah. like, terrified to ask him. But but yeah, I don't know. I love doing mushrooms. It, like I only do it like every six months because I do think it's a... It you know it's a thing like it, it it's real. I just did ketamine for the first time. Ketamine um, isn't that a combination of some? Is it what is ketamine? I don't know. It's like um I know they use it for depressed. That's why I actually did it as I was going through a little bit of a, a downer. But I think it's like a horse tranquilizer or an animal tranquilizer. Oh. And they like the way we did it. Was, I don't know. It was like it looked like coke but different color, and we just sniffed some of it. <laughs> probably not the smartest clinical way. They probably don't do that at the doctor. <laughs> I don't think they, just, they unwrap a key from a fucking surgical thing, you know? But oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm they do. That's yeah. exactly what they do. But I did it with purpose, though, because I remember I was feeling down, uh-huh. and I heard it helps, and it fucking did. Okay. I'm not kidding. It, like, totally did. What, what did you experience? So, uh, it, was, it wasn't that long. And this is a crazy, it happened like a month ago, and I'm so, like, I want to do it again, but not, again, I want to give it time. Yeah. But it definitely, like, um, first I felt like, that wah, 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 like that kind of feeling first for a set for like a minute and then it slowly goes away and then I just felt really heavy. And then my buddy was like, all right, he had a skateboard ramp. So we just laid on a skateboard <laughs> ramp and looked at the sky and I just felt like I was glued to the ramp. And I just, it honestly, the simplest way I could put it, it felt like my brain was a dirty bedroom and I just cleaned it. Like when you know you feel like you walk into your bedroom and it's all clean and you just feel good. Yeah. It felt like I just did that with my thoughts and I can't even, it was so weird. So I was going through like a breakup too. One that I really care about and one that was to get over the person kind of, a, you know, so, but it like it, everything I was like confused about, it like decoded it. It kind of, it was yeah. weird. I can't, and then I just remember having one thought that played through was like, cause I remember feeling like, this is great. I love this feeling. And the next thought I had was, well, this is feeling's gonna end soon. Cause it, you know, as your high just slowly gets lower. And then the net, the third thought was, 
who cares, enjoy it right now, everything ends. Mm-hmm. And then that, like, that when I left, it's like every day I've been thinking that, like, I love what's happening right now. And I, right, I go to, like, I hope this doesn't, you know, it's going to end, this sucks. Like, no, no, who cares? Enjoy Just it. Enjoy, enjoy it. it right now. And fuck, man, it really, like, after that day, I, like, drove home feeling like, okay, something is different. And, like, I didn't realize it. I've been going out every night, doing stand-up more, even just being out isn't such a chore to get out of my apartment as it felt like it was before. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it definitely helped. I don't want to say like, you know, everyone does their own thing, but. So just altered something. How, so you took it, how long did it take for it to kick in? Like a minute. Okay. And then, but it went away in 30. Like I was back sitting down in a chair regular in 30 minutes. Oh wow, okay. And within 20 minutes, I was fine, but I was just foggy coming out of it. But for like 15 to 20, you're in it, but it's not, like you're not, tripping you're not seeing shit you're just it's kind of the mental mushroom side i did feel a little bit of like visually stuff focused a little bit it wasn't like pixelated or anything like that it just felt like okay visually something's happening i'm gonna try this yeah it's honestly i am so beyond into it after that and you still are feeling the effects yeah Yeah, when did you do it like a month ago oh wow and i was i was like i'm not gonna i was like it was just i was bumming i was just being like and i was doing projects which kills me because it's like i smoke weed all day at home i do projects so it's like it's hard to realize i'm depressed when i'm working so hard because it's like well look at all the stuff i'm getting done and look i'm getting in shape and i'm doing it and it's like yeah but you're doing this all because you're really bummed yeah and you don't know that because you're doing so much yeah and then when i had that just with my at my buddy's place and like it just i don't know i kind of like fixed even the way i was perceiving shit. i used to have bad anxiety and then i a lot of it was just like it's a waste of time like every time i get anxious or depressed i'm like hey bro you're wasting your time like don't this is stuff that doesn't matter it like let like live right now in this moment and this feeling because like it, everything is like the you know when you're washing dishes wash dishes when yeah. you're driving somewhere drive there like stop being in nine places at once because you're never anywhere and i really I, I hear that stuff a lot it's like when you read quotes but after i did that shit, i felt like i was actually doing it living it instead of just it, saying yeah. like oh yeah this is the words you should say yeah. it's like i was waking up and like laying with my dog for like 40 minutes and just kicking it with him and not even thinking about like what am i doing i'm like oh i'm just kicking it with my dog like this is he's only here for like 10 years and i'm his life and you know what i mean like when i'm go- so you remember that a little bit too like when you get home and you're a little tired and your dog's like yo what's up it's like i've been waiting for you for eight <laughs> yeah, hours yeah. it's like all right let's go kick it and it's like being in those moments more like what matters for real like the people that matter for real more like you know seeing my family i don't know just like all that stuff is like i was saying it but now i'm like doing it and yeah. i feel it's not a chore to do it. i'm excited i drove to san diego stuck in traffic to go to a baseball game with my brother-in-law because he never asks me and he did and i was like that's weird i'm not saying no and the whole trip, everyone's like, I'm so sorry you're driving down. I was like, this is great. Like, I'm getting to see the family. Like, but if I was in another mindset, like, oh, I got to drive to see the family. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's perceptive. Like, I don't know. It was hard to, like, get out of that. And I felt like, I don't know, I'm feeling good. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's great. It's not like what you experienced in 30 minutes is what has taken me, like, 10 fucking years to, like, do <laughs> through meditating. Like, that's what it sounds like. You just, like, sped through. The whole process. Yeah, but I did go thinking about it a lot. Someone told me that going with a purpose when you do it. Mm. Don't just like get that like what was I and I was thinking about it, like why am I so bummed every day? And I just remember just having it in the back of my mind and then it's like, oh let's figure this out. And I didn't even like think. I just kind of was like yeah, it was just like not intrusive thoughts, but just these thoughts were popping up that were all ones I think I was pushing back. Yeah. Or just like the honest feelings that you say, but in that little voice and it says it out loud. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh, this is real. 
like when I, you know, I hit up the ex and I was like, hey, want to go out to dinner? He's like, is it a good idea? I was like, probably not, but I miss you and I want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. And this is the feeling I'm having right now. And I'd rather say something than look back in 10 years and be like, I should have said something. Yeah. And it's like, even with that, with friends and shit, like just connecting with the people more. Like I hate being the one-sided friend where I'm like, damn, they always hit me up. Like, why is that? So I made a list of my friends. Aww. But it's to check up on people and not forget. Because I have a bad memory. But you just look at the list of names. And it's like, you know, every couple of days, did you talk to Greg? Have you talked to Bill? Like, how are they doing? Yeah. And it's like, and it, it sounds corny, like it's forced. But it's not. It's like, I really want to. But I'm so, like, my brain is so foggy. I feel like I have to write everything down. And I live on, like, cards. And it says, like, talk to your buddies. Hit your friends up. See if they're, you know. Do you have any cards on you now? No, I have my, my I put, you know, it's fine. I put them all on my phone and then I get home and I have a notebook and I transfer it all there. Oh. So when I have an instant thought, I'll record a voice memo or I'll put it in my cell phone. And every night I do, I write it all out to like add it to the notebook just to like, you know, organize. My thoughts are like, they're too, I do too much shit. <laughs> I guess I do. But if I have it all written down, I don't forget. And it's like, it's, it's good. It's just like, oh, just do this. Don't yeah. even think about it. Just do it. And then, you know. So this ketamine just like really shifted like... And I don't want to be that drug guy. How, is it a pill or what is it? It was like a powder. A powder, okay. Yeah, but I don't want to be like, you know, I'm not like, I don't do crazy drugs. I'm like scared of DMT and shit. I'm not like, like, I'm good with just weed. I'm not like an exploratory guy, like a lot of shit. But that was just one I've heard a lot of good things about when it came to like depression. And I, so I did try it because of that. I'm not yeah. like a big party you know, but so, so I was, but my buddy got it and I trust who he gets it from because, like, I don't know how to get it, you know? Yeah. Um, my friend had some sent to him from Africa in a bird skull. What? Yeah, on the dark web. He bought, he showed me it. I couldn't believe him. He, like, opened, he got this bird skull and they, he wrote the guy, like, hey, I thought I was, buy, did I buy the wrong thing? And he's like, no, open the skull. <laughs> and my brother, fuck. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, was it an actual skull or was it made of, like, no, it was an actual skull. Oh, wow. Yeah, my homie fucking opened the whole thing up and found this, this shit in there. And he's like, all right, cool. But, again, I'm too, but he also has test kits and all that. So he's like, oh, this shit was really good. I'm just such a not drug. He was like a drug guy. I'm just not a drug guy. So I just get so scared about everything. Like, I didn't do anything other than weed till I was, like, in my 30s. Because I was just so afraid of just, I don't know, ODing on something or being, like, you know. Especially now, too. Uh, with I had a cousin who overdosed on fentanyl um, during COVID. So, yeah, it's yeah, definitely scary. like, yeah, you have to be careful. On this this neighborhood, uh, is there, you've, uh, you've probably seen like the tags, 18, when you're mm -hmm. coming. Um, they just be selling so much drugs and people just be dr literally dropping on the street. Like I've seen oh my God. this year, probably three bodies on the street. Like they, the paramedics come and then once they realize the person is dead, they, they give them CPR and yeah. then the police show up to do, I guess, a, an investigation, and they put this white tent up. And I've seen this, like, multiple times this yeah. year and, like, over the past few years of living here. So, oh, yeah, I've scary. been, yeah, in terms of, like, I used to do a lot of a lot of uh, drugs, too, but now I'm just getting more and more, like, cautious about it, especially because I don't particularly know the people very well that I'm getting it from. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you going down that trip is, like, uh... Like, I would have done that with extreme caution. I've done DMT. Okay, I have. How was that? Uh, it's kind of like what you described, but it's it's a short... I think it was like... I feel like it was maybe 10, like a 10-minute trip. Okay, but I heard it's visually ridiculous. That, yeah. On that part, it it can be or it can't be. It depends. Um, but the lasting effects is similar to what you described. But yeah, like my DMT trip, one of my DMT trips, 
Um, uh, yeah, I've done it multiple times. I was uh, I was being chased by. It seemed like a dark cloud. I was being chased by a dark cloud, Whoa. but it didn't feel uh, dramatic in the way like I like my life was in danger. It felt like a fun game. Okay. But I was still like, why is this cloud chasing me? Like I, it doesn't feel like it's trying to hurt me. Um, and then finally, I, I went over this hill. And then as it was coming up behind me over the hill, it exploded into a bunch of butterflies. Oh, And the wow. butterflies started tickling me. No way. Yeah. See, that sounds <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Um, and then, yeah, like the effects of like being happy. Like I felt like the first time I did DMT, it felt like um, like the world hugged me. Like I, mm. like, I, like I mattered. Like I was supposed to be here. Like oh, the world wow. cared about me. And then just like having that feeling... For a couple of weeks, I, it probably lasted maybe a month, and then it just like you know, life really? shit happened yeah, yeah, and it just yeah. faded away. But yeah, it was just like for for that month, I felt very transformed and like I was mm-hmm. you know doing something. Uh, but yeah, it isn't like you said you've been going for. I mean, it's been at least oh, easily over a month. Yeah, maybe a couple months, but yeah. But it's also I I do think I shifted what I was doing from it to I don't know. I just started like exercising, and eating better. And like just being when I'm like my morning routine is a little different because it was just yeah yeah but it's also just like you know doing um, being creative helps a lot and not caring and uh, to be this is dumb to be honest like so the third wheel the podcast studio like we've been open for like four years but this year is the first like two months ago is the first time where me and the co-owner Nolan started doing like decent like it was always like we're paying bills for the business and we're paying our house bills. So we're good, but we're not like, you know, making any money really, but we're not loot, we're good. We're, we're our own bosses, but we're not like killing it. And the last couple of months it's been like, dude, we're like, I'm putting some money in savings. Like this is crazy. Yes. And you start realizing with like anything creative you do with like stand up or whatever, we chase, not that we chase money, but you think about that so much that I'm doing this. Like I started doing clean comics. I did a dry bar. You couldn't get booked coming up if you weren't clean. Especially like I'm Latino, but I look super white. And being in like a, Seattle was like all white dudes. So it was like so hard to get booked anywhere. And it's like, well, if I can do clean comedy and then people find out that I actually have a Hispanic background so I can connect with a little bit of a different audience, like I can ch- kind of at least get a foot in. But it was like, it was all because of money at the end of the day or bookings or whatever. Cause I'm like, do I just want to be better or do I, am I trying to make a living doing this? And then I just started feeling like when I played music, I didn't, I played like death metal. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I was like, I'll play what we like and people that like us will find us yeah. with comedy. I go at it. Like I want everyone to like me and it's not realistic and I'm less of myself and I'm less like, it just doesn't feel real. And it's like, am I acting as a comedian or am I being a comedian? Mm, and yeah. now that I'm not chasing money because I have a, like a business that gives me the money, it's like, okay, what do I want to be creatively and just do that? So I'm saying no to more shows that are like on the road that I would lose money on because to me before it was like, that's what you're supposed to do. You lose money for 20 years and then one day you make money. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm not happy. And I could I'd rather do spots in town and work on my set and do this. And sometimes I'll take those gigs, but it was like three weekends a month I was doing it. And now it's like, and like, I don't know. It's just, I realized that like, if money isn't an object, what would you do? Alan Watts quote, that changed everything for me. That guy's, oh my God. And he was just like, you know, what would you do with your life if money wasn't an object? And I started doing it all. And then you realize you start kind of chasing money with it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Become an expert in that field. Money will come. And just don't focus on it. Focus on being good, being unique, being yourself. 
And so I feel like recently with comedy, I've been feeling that because the business is better, which in turn made my uh, mental health get a lot better because I wasn't using my creative outlet for this gross thing, which is to make money, which is not bad. It's good to make money. But you know what I mean, like, it's like, why am I so clean? All my friends are like, bro, you're so funny, but you're not that guy. And it's true. I'm not like the super clean comic guy. Then when my audience sees me and they hear me telling a regular story, they're like, oh, I thought you were clean. It just fucks everything up. You know what oh. I mean? Because I said, oh, my God, in the special. And they were like, that's blasphemous. Because it was a very clean, very clean. Like even that is, okay, wow. Right? Okay. That's so, hard. Yeah. So it's like it's I was really happy that I could do that skill. But then it's like, but I'm getting the wrong audience. And then they feel betrayed because they're like, oh, I thought you were this clean comic guy. And the people that would like me are like, oh, I don't like those clean idiots. And it's like, so I'm, uh, yeah. Isn't that like, but I feel like Bob Saget is a good example of that. Like mm. he, well, you know, everyone thought he was like yeah, super yeah, clean yeah. father. <laughs> but then when you go see stand up, it's like, oh, dude, this is like. Yeah. But I guess everyone just got used to it. I don't know. Yeah, but a lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. Like my, like, and I'm not as dirty as him at all. I'm just like, right. I just swear a lot. I'm not, but it's like. People don't like hearing swearing a lot. Like, yeah. and I just talk like that. And it's funny, like, but it was like, I felt like I was just being disingenuous. And I was never that with music. I was never like, let's play what they would want to hear. Like, people are like, if you guys sang more, it's like, fuck it, we're screaming. I don't care. <laughs> like, that's what we do. But it's like, so like, with everything else art-wise, like, why don't I have that same, like, fuck off, leave me alone. I'm doing it my way. Not in a bad way. It's just like, I don't, why, why am I going to be creative for you if this isn't for you? Mm -hmm. This is for mm -hmm. me and the people that feel what I feel, mm -hmm. you know? And I felt mm -hmm. like, honestly, until I started making money with the business, I wasn't able to take that step back because it's like you're chasing just, I'll work these gigs if I can make this money. What do you want me to be clean? Why am I putting on a gorilla costume? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, sure, dog. I need money. I need to pay my rent. You know what I mean? It's kind of like one of those things where, uh, like, problem, like having a lot, what I realized, like having a lot of problems, when those problems are still sitting on top of me, you can't see the solutions that mm. are right there in front of you. And so, like, it sounds like you're, you kind of had that, like, once the bills were starting to get taken care of, then you start to see, like, oh, these are the actual solutions to, like, the, th the dreams and goals I actually want to pursue. Yeah. Like, it just uncluttered, like, getting rid of that money problem or alleviating that money problem has allowed your vision to open up and see more broadly. Yeah, it's like I'm not chasing, like, you know, it's like you're not painting a picture to sell it. You're painting it because you want to paint it. Yeah. And if someone buys it, cool. Right. But I'm painting this regardless. Yeah. And I'm sorry, that's why even the true crime thing was just like, oh, I think I just love this thing. And I'm just trying to listen to myself more with like, what do you love? And just do that. Yeah. And other people, like I love the New York Knicks basketball. Like I go to New York every month during see, like I lose money to go watch. I love them so much and they're so bad. But whenever somebody else has a Knicks thing on, the, we like connect just by being like, you like this bad team, what? Yeah. And they like it too. And it's like, those are the, my people though. And it's like, if I just pretended like, oh, I like NFL football because more people like football, I'm not being real. I might get more people to watch me, but I'm not being real. And I feel like I was doing that with comedy. It's like, why can't I just be myself and connect with these smaller group of people that are diehards? Why do I care if I don't know? You're not going to have millions of people watching you, but you're going to have 10,000 that literally love you. And yeah. like, that's what I'd rather have. And, yeah. I, and it takes a while to realize that because, you know, especially when you're around everyone else that's trying to do some gnarly shit and people start popping around you. It's like, yeah, but they're so busy. And do you want their pop? Do you want to live what they're doing? You know, and and it's like I've been realizing that too. But again, it's like I'm not doing great money wise, but just not having to do 
uh, content or anything for money completely changed my perspective yeah. of why am I even fucking doing it? Like, why am I being a clean comic? Yeah. Like, it, I don't want to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just weird. Yeah, that's cool that you're, yeah, that you're going through that. That's cool, cool growth that you're having. Yeah, thank you. I feel weird, though, because it feels like I'm having a midlife crisis. All... <laughs> Is it growth or a midlife crisis? Yeah, it's, it's for real. <laughs> I have that thought a lot. Am I growing or am I losing my fucking or am I, mind? I'm like, actually just going crazy. Um, or both. Yeah. Uh, um, let's chat about, um, uh, mental health and depression. Um, so that, that is part of uh, what this podcast is about. And, uh, I've had my own personal experience about, it. I've talked about it on the show, uh, about how it's helped me and continues to help me. So I just want to get more and an insight on how it helps you. Like, what is it, what your struggles are? Um, uh, and when it started, when you got, you start smoking at 14. Yeah, so like, yeah. was, when did the depression or anxiety, what, what is anxiety your Anxiety was my big one for a while. Cause I guess depression, someone said, it's like that quote, like depression is when you're focused on the past. Anxiety is when you're focused on the future. If you're mm. present, you're good. So I was like, I always think about that. Like, but I was always anxious about the future. And it's honestly, it sounds so lame. It's like being scared of the dark. I'm just afraid of the people around me dying. Like, I'm afraid of, like, when I really think about losing my sister or my mom or my business partner or my friends, like, everyone around you are going to lose at some point. And I, when I think about that, it fucking kills me. Like, it, ugh, it, like, it rocks me. And I try not, not even about my death. When I'm gone, I'm gone. Like, yeah. it's like I go to sleep. I think when you die, it's kind of the same thing you go to sleep. But maybe, like, a DMG trip, you might see some more cool shit. But it's, like, everything around me that le- yeah, that's gone forever, it's just, like, that drives me crazy and knowing that's gonna it's gonna happen yeah is like just like when is the bomb gonna go off yeah just the clock know? is ticking um so, have you experienced a lot of death at all no oh wow that's the other thing it's not like i had like my grandfather died when i was mega young i remember when i woke up this is like the worst too i remember when i woke up i think i was like 10 years old 11 something super young and um my dad my mom knocked on my door and was like hey we knew he was sick she's like your grandfather passed away last night so you're not gonna go to school today just a heads up and she closed the door my first thought was like fuck yeah i don't have to go to school today <laughs> like before and then i like laid there not i like i remember acting sad to myself and not knowing like how i should feel right now oh, wow. but i remember being like i should be sad and then like making myself feel sad and until i saw my dad and until i saw my family reaction it, dude, uh, it was like the Kobe thing. I swear to God, when Kobe died, I, I saw the news like, oh, fuck, that sucks. And I put my phone down and then I saw the world and then you sit back and then you really break down what is death? Why is this so gnarly? Yeah. And then it's just like, oh yeah, I'm a huge hoop fan. Uh, we heard the last words from this guy. Like you start seeing how we see Jordan get older and he, we're not gonna see Kobe and then it just starts hitting you and hitting you. But I feel like I had this weird, I don't know if I put up a wall because I'm so scared of it, but when I notice it, I feel like the the levity, I guess, of how real this situation is. And I just don't right away. And I, I'm afraid of feeling that with people that are, like, if I'm, if I'm feeling this connection to Kobe, after I really think about it, what about my dad? What about my mom? Yeah. I, and like, I don't know. And I see friends around me that like lost their brothers and sisters. And I'm like, I couldn't fucking imagine, dude. I like, how are you even walking around today? You know what I mean? What are you doing that that triggers those like you just think someone with their sibling or like what? Late night. If I'm awake at night, it's one reason weed helps. So, I mean, for real, like it, I go to sleep. 
Like I smoke until I'm like, my eyes are burning and I'm watching TV or I'm working on a project and I might lay down for five or 10 minutes before I'm asleep. But that's one reason I stopped taking Adderall. I was taking Adderall just cause it was, I think too much or whatever, it helped me organize some shit and it worked, but it was waking me up at night and then I'd have anxiety. Cause when it's three in the morning and the world is asleep, and then you're just starting thinking about that. It just it's harder to shake it. Like right now, I can th- I can say it all out loud. I'm fine. Daylight out, life's around. I can call them. They can answer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but at night it feels so real. So I, if I'm awake super late at night, I and I don't have like a distraction. I, that's when it's like real bad. Like I, that's why weed is like my jam. Like it really does beyond help. Like. No dreams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I barely remember my <laughs> dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I stopped smoking weed for like a month and my dreams were like, right? wow. They were like, it, my, I have nightmares. Yeah. And yeah, they basically came back. But um, to your point of your family, um, that's a really tough anxiety to deal with. Have you ever uh, um, like talked to a therapist or anything about it? Just, no. just the weed. Um, when did the weed kick in for that specific uh, feeling? So I used to get it really bad in the morning, but it was weird because I would get it if I had to wake up early for like where I was like a welder. I'd wake up at like 4 a.m. and it was still like dark out. And it just felt like, I don't know, if it just felt like off. My body felt off. And then I would start getting anxious and it would feel like I had to throw up. And like, but then it was like, it wasn't from thinking about that. It was, but then me feeling that feeling would slowly bring my brain to think of, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, oh my God, I'm getting anxious. I hope I don't think about that shit because that's what I think about when I'm, and then it just turns it on. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, um, but it just happened. I mean, I, I, it didn't happen until it happened. I remember it's like claustrophobic. I was never claustrophobic. I sat in the back of a two door car when I was like 24 and I just felt my world go to like a pin. And I, I not, I only hit my buddy like, yo, get me out of this car. And he looked at me like, what's wrong? And I just, I was so embarrassed with the girl. I was so embarrassed. Like, oh no, I forgot something inside. I'm going to drive. I'll meet you guys there. And just walking inside being like, what was that? Like, I've never had that feeling. And to this day, I mean, I like, there was a story of Dave Chappelle was with, it was like uh, Fahim Anwar was like, bro, I was with, I was at the comedy store and Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan pulled up in this little Porsche and I jumped in the back in this tiny car and I was squeezed in and we drove to this restaurant, told stories the whole way. And it sounded like an amazing story. All I could think about was I couldn't get into that car. <laughs> like, I, like Chappelle's my guy. I'm like, can you guys pull over and talk out here? Like, I couldn't get into that car. And it's like, I, it's that bad. But it's like, I never had that situation of class. Like on planes, I only sit aisle. I pay extra to sit aisle. Oh, wow. I cannot sit in the window or like whatever. Oh, so, you could, so could you sit in the front seat of a two-door car? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's, I need the door there to get out or what. I don't know what it is, but it's, I, I like... I've had my buddies put me in the back of their car and be like, dude, let me try this. Just drive down the street and let me see if I can. De-. And I feel it hitting me and I try to fight and I'm like between them in the front, sitting in the back. Like, wow. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I, in my past life I was trapped somewhere, but I feel like this. I can't explain. Like I have zero, at least with the anxiety, I can talk myself down with the claustrophobia. It is like, it feels like I go into like a primal, like get me out. I can't think until I'm out of this situation. Oh man! Like, it's it's yeah. You would be if you got if this was like a movie and you got locked up in a, a, a what you got the casket. Have you seen oh those my god! I, that, that, see that that shit. I can't. I will. Leave, I walk out of a movie if if, really? if someone's buried alive. That's the other thing that freaks me out. I don't want to get. Make or in it. a trunk or something. Oh yeah. my god! Well, I think about like when you die. 
like you're either getting buried or you're getting burned with your body, whatever. And like, I'm like, I fucking hope your soul <laughs> leaves your body, dude. Because if not, I'm getting burned alive. Like, what if I'm just, what if like your body, you're still in there, but they can't tell. And now it's like, oh, we're going to bury this. Like, you'll burn me at least. So all the souls are buried underground. I literally think that sometimes. Like, what if you're just trapped in your body and you're just, and they all think you're dead, but you can still hear, I don't, because no, we don't fucking we know. We don't know, huh? So yeah, we I We could don't be know. trapping. We could have trapped all of our family and friends. I know. Oh, wow. That's awful. Right? That's really awful. I know. And I think about like what happens when you really die. And like, I watch like these videos about people with these thermal cameras and being like, does something leave your body? Because they talk about, you do get a little bit... There's a, I don't know if it's a, a myth or not, but they say you get lighter when you die. Lighter, like your body weight? Yeah, and they say mm. it's because that's, like, whatever, the, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage, but people say that's your soul leaving your body. And I, I forget that it's, like, one of those, like, is that real? Because, like, what, something is in us right now. When that leaves, everything weighs something, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I don't fucking yeah. know. I was reading this book where the souls get transferred into objects. Ooh. Um, and there's like these people who uh, show up right before someone's going to die and they collect the object. Like the object is glowing and they collect the object and they're supposed to give the object. To, it goes to someone else. So the soul gets transferred. Like basically they, that's how that person lives on. They live uh, on through. Okay. First through that object, but then the object then goes transfers to the person. person. Yeah. So like a baby? Um, it could it could be oh, any it doesn't matter oh, like okay. that there was no it didn't specify like any ages it's just like whoever it would glow for the right person so like the person oh, there's like gotcha. this death person who would come and take the op- they saw it glowing and they take it and then it, they would put it somewhere in, in their store they usually own stores and this is a whole book <laughs> and then when people would come shopping it would glow for the the right oh, people and so gotcha. they're like oh you should buy this object. Th- um, yeah, that's so that, cool. Yeah, I do think that there is something after this, though. Like that's the other, that's why I'm not like that freaked out. But I don't think I think this is just like a different. Um, it's like a like what is it like a different uh, like I don't know. People say that like we can't see a certain dimension. I think it might be like that. Like we just we're on this dimension right now, and then when you go to this another other area, you're just on a different dimension that we can't see. Are they like? here on this planet or I don't know because hmm. there's too many people if they're that all died if they were on the planet I'd be like they'd be everywhere you know what yeah I mean? so I don't know but I don't I well you show there was um one of your videos uh there's a ghost you saw a ghost or someone you someone you were with saw a ghost it was a balloon that yeah. was yeah uh, oh my god so that, that was, this is so cool because like <laughs> it was at a bowling alley comedy club place I went to I forgot the state it was in but it was um this family just lost the grandfather who started the business and they were in, they had a party for him. I think that Bloom was like left over from the party for him, like to, um, or his son's birthday party. Cause it was like three generations of these people, this guy's name. And his son was doing paperwork. And I guess the, you can see in the video, the balloon like moving across the room <laughs> and then it like stops and then it like goes and it goes like around the corner without like, bumping into anything or whatever. And they were saying there was no draft in there. It's like a closed, they even showed me the room. It's like a closed, completely closed off like kitchen area room. And it was just very weird. But I believe in all, like a lot of that shit. Do you? Yeah. I don't know if I believe in it. I saw the video, it looked really, it looked real. Yeah. It looked like you said someone like grabbed it and walked out the room and came back in with it. Yeah. Um, and it just did it all by itself. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, I had a cat who, uh, she passed away right before COVID. But I used to feel like her and my grandma, my grandma gave her to me, were connected. Uh, um, and then from that, I thought my cat and my grandpa were connected. Shortly after my cat passed away, 
uh, my grandpa passed away. Like he, he lived, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 years longer than my grandmother. Oh, wow. And like, but I remember when she passed away, like he was crying. I'd never seen him cry before. And he was so sad. And I was like, oh man, I hope grandpa doesn't go soon. But he didn't. Yeah. He stuck around. And I remember when my cat passed, I was like, oh, I feel like grandpa was probably going to go now too. So that, that's wow. the only thing I have that, that makes me think of like, maybe there is some sort of yeah. Kind of, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but maybe the soul it get like so maybe maybe like how in the the book that I read where the souls get transferred into object, maybe my grandma's soul got transferred into my cat, and then that's what like kept my grandpa alive for however long he he lived and, and passed away recently uh, before COVID. But yeah, so like that that would be my only experience. So I guess I guess maybe I do believe it. I don't know. I'm trying to think, do I believe in <laughs> uh, yeah, supernatural or... I also think there could be stuff that happens that I'm just too dumb to notice. Mm. I mean, like they could be do something because they, they don't have like all this power. Say they move something. I was like, huh. And you just keep going. Like I've been on the highway before. You watch those videos where like someone saw a, a person and they weren't there. It's just like, I think I see people all the time on the highway. Like I'm, I would never be like, was that a ghost? Yeah. I was like, no, that's probably just someone walking down the highway. Yeah. But maybe it was a ghost. And I just was... Driving by, just like Drove didn't even notice. Ghost of a one on one. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if ghosts are real. Um, I'm fine with them not. It's they're kind of that would be kind of creepy and scary though. I think that's why I don't want them to be real. Is because I think that it's just like, like to see a balloon just like randomly yeah. walking out but, of the door. That's why I don't think I don't want. I know alien. I believe in aliens, but I don't want in our lifetime to have contact <laughs> like this is so silly but i remember i was in burbank like two years ago and they were shooting off these satellites and i was just at my sister's house i look up in the air and i see this thing and i just see all these little bloop bloop things pop out of it and i started freaking out like what the fuck is that shit and i was looking it up on google and i couldn't find anything about it so i called my sister outside we're looking at it and for a moment i was like is this a fucking alien like what is happening <laughs> i know it sounds silly but when you have that realization like i'm looking online there's nothing that says anything should be in the sky right now and these things over the city and then i realized like oh i am so far from the moment that i'm ready for like that men in black moment where everyone's on those seal the roof of that building like come hey what's up uh, yeah. it's like nah get out of here dude like my mom I got, like where's my mom where's my dad like i started freaking out then we found out it was these satellites and it's like oh yeah i never want to be around for that shit like it's everything's gonna change i don't want to be around for like, yeah you know yeah that's and, true and ghosts like i love true crime but i'm not into like paranormal spot sites because i don't want to connect with that energy like if something brutal happens somewhere, like I'll check it out, but I'm not bringing a Ouija board. I'm not doing yeah. any. Ooh. I definitely believe in like, I don't know about like demon. Just like there's some, there's some shit. There's some like, this is weird. Like my nephew, I don't listen to him. Like he started acting weird. My sister and her husband lived in Minneapolis for a while. And this kid, he was a great kid. He just started acting like really shitty out of nowhere. And everyone's like, well, he's just getting older. But then my, then my sister who like, uh, his aunt, my sister, like she's like, no, I know this kid. He's definitely just, something's off. And they weren't sure what was up. And then they ended up moving. They found out that his playroom, someone before that lived in that house committed suicide in that room. And this kid spent like all his time in that room. And you're just like, there's gotta be something where this great kid never had any issues and his new playroom. And they moved to another in Oceanside. And he's fucking amazing again. And he had moments where he was like swearing at my mom. It's just like being not himself. Like yeah. you're just like, what is going on with this kid? And it's like, I don't know about how much I believe. Maybe he was just having a rough time because his family moved to a new city. But it's just like, 
I don't know, man. That was weird. And they found out that the dude died there. Yeah. And in a dark way of like suicide. Yeah. The energy with that. It's just like, I just don't, I don't want to connect. Like that shit does freak me out. Like I definitely believe in, because like, I don't know. That energy being passed along. I mean, even with like, I think about that with like the plantations and slaves. um, Oh, I bet. Like all that shit. Um, There was this museum I went to, uh, I forget, somewhere south of the 10 here. But they had uh, built a ship that was supposed to be like a replica of one of the ships that took the like slaves. Like full size? Mm, no. It was, it, and it was just like the front part of it too. So it was like a smaller port. It wasn't okay. full size. It was like a but smaller. you could see like where they like were. The sleeping the- area. Um, and I only went like halfway. I went, I start to go in, but just like the way it, it was like, everything was life size. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just like a portion of the ship to where yeah. it, it, I think it was a replica of where they would sleep. But I couldn't even go. Just with that alone, I was like, ugh. Like, it just... Yeah, I know. People are evil. That's the other thing I realized. Like, and it sucks. Because, like, I mean, obviously with the true crime shit, it's just like, oh, there's so many stories. It's not like there's five of these people. It's, like, hundreds and hundreds of stories. And this is just from, like, the 1920s to, like, now that I've been looking at, like, the last 100 years. And then you start realizing, like, I looked at a couple of, like, older ones of, like, you know, like this, you know, something, you know, this, um, there was one of the, these workers, they wanted to have it like unionized and like whatever, and they just all got massacred and killed or whatever. And then they, they just have a little site for them and nothing, no one went to jail, nothing happens. And you start really like, like how dark is our entire existence of a species? Like from, from legit like beginning of caveman, of like, hey, we're gonna be probably getting eaten half of us by these crazy animals and like doing whatever to the like you watch like how places be like nowhere became a place without like thousands of people dying at that location and then you build a town on that so like the energy of like everywhere is built on like you know it's so wild to think there's is there a nice place is there like a a spot where it's like you know we all just kind of found this place we're cool with each other somewhere in the ocean probably somewhere where humans (laughs) can't go yeah for real people can't go yeah, it's wild to think that it is. It is, and yeah, I think we do pass on the energy, like even us living, even without the tragedy. Um, that's why I meditate. When I, I took this meditation class, and they're like, "Thank you for meditating," because that energy hopefully will pass along to someone else Definitely. and then other people. You know, like we're all just like a, a, a domino effect of being polite or just mm-hmm. not, or being reasonable. I guess you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. <laughs> being polite just being an understanding person i believe it's like but it's also when you think about how negative and shitty everybody is you also think like well how great are other people to overcome all those bad people like how on the other side how much better if negative negative is a 10 then we're an 11 on the good side because it always feels like good wins and it just makes you feel like, oh, people must be incredible because you got people skinning and burying people over here. How? What's the equivalent of good on that side? Yeah. And you see people that are like helping out, just like people that need help. Even just like, uh, it, it could be it doesn't have to be like, oh, like financially. It's like you know, I I always say one reason I try to leave my house more is you can help. I can help people more walking down the street than I can sitting at home. <laughs> like you see someone's car broken down, help them push it to the corner, and then. It's like those small things, and then you start realizing, like, you know, like I'm terrible at asking for help. I can't ever. Like, I'd rather I move by myself with couches and everything. I can't ask oh, for wow. help. But when people help me, it's like, it's like they, they're hugging you and being like, I got you, bro. Like, yeah. come here, like, accept this. It's like a gift. Yeah. Almost. 
And I feel like there's more people like that. So I try to be on that side of everything. And that's why I, I even try to be like a better person because I see how bad and the true crime some people are. And it's like, okay, I want to step up and be on the other side of that. Like, I don't want kids necessarily, but I would love to help kids that are coming up that are in the position I was as a kid, like trying to join a gang or mm. being angry and negative and being like, nah, dude, don't do that. Yeah. Like be the shame for somebody else, you know what I mean? Yeah. But recognize, like, let me help the, like, so I see that and it's like, um, but yeah, I don't, that's the other part about when you're depressed, you're at home, you can't help anybody. You're just sitting here and it's like, you know, you need to help yourself before you help other people. And then, but I want to help other people, so help yourself. It's like this force of like, make sure you're good because you're going to carry a lot of weight for other people, what you want, you know? But also you're at a point where you can recognize that. Like a lot of people don't recognize that they're not good. Like yeah. just going through life, being <laughs> depressed and not even recognizing that. Um, I think that it takes a huge, like that is another level of like the energy that we pass along where people don't even realize they're in some shit. Um, um, it's embarrassing. Especially like, I don't know, like just, I don't know, like it probably might be for you to being like, um, like a black female saying like, hey, I'm bummed or something's wrong right now. Like just being a guy being like, hey, I, like anybody just saying you feel weak and it's not a weakness. It's like, hey, I'm going through this thing and it sucks and I might not know why it's happening. I don't might not know how to fix it, but just saying I'm depressed or anxious feels like I'm I'm lesser. Like if, if you're, you could be a 10, I'm an eight because I have this, this, and this. And it's like, no, if you can cope with those things, you can still be a 10. You can still have them, but like, you might even be stronger because now you have this power. Yeah, like when I start yeah. getting anxious, I know how to stop that. Right. And it's like, I feel like this fucking, like I, I, I stomp it out and I love it. I love the feeling of like, oh man, I just got rid of that anxiety. Yeah. And I, like five years ago, I couldn't and now I can, but it's feeling like that and like, and telling your friends, hey, I'm kind of a little down right now. It's good because when they tell me that I instantly am there for them and it's like let them be there for you too man like they it's good for them to help you when you're down because you need your friends like yeah. you know like I don't know and I, and I forget that because like you know as we get older we don't get hugged as much at, by our parents and by siblings you know what I'm and it, it helps like it really does and it's like you know I try to hug my friends more and like be that more and realize it helps me too when i'm hugging you it's also helping me yeah. because i'm giving you this positivity and i feel your actual love back yeah. so it's like recognizing that shit but yeah but i don't know but weed does help because it does help me be less in my head about be like it allows me to be more honest in a way of like i'm high who cares i'm it's like when you're drunk you have lower it's like oh, i can go talk to this person it's like if I'm high, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm just having a fucking rough yeah. one, dog. Yeah. And they're just like, really? It's like, I don't know why. I don't know. It's stupid. I know. And then, but that gets you to talk. Yeah. Rather than I'm just gonna sit at home. Right, right, right. But, um, I enjoy not that I enjoy, but uh, when I collide with someone who is being really obnoxious, and I recognize it, or someone who's just like, either really controlling, like red flags, anything, yeah, like yeah. just recognizing that. Um, and just being grateful that it's not me. Grateful that like, maybe that was, maybe that was a version of me like a few years, five years ago, whatever, but it's not me now. Just being like, wow, like I've grown a lot. Like you said, it feels like. Yeah, um, yeah, but it also feels like we're, we're leveling up a little bit. Cause as I get, I'm 37 and I'm like, okay, so I'm definitely an adult. Cause I remember in your twenties, <laughs> like, I'm an adult, I think. And like, dude, I'm almost like an old, like I'm 37, bro. Like, but then it's like, okay, this is who I am. Am I? Would I want to meet my, if I met me, would I be stoked? 
Because like I, when, I, when I moved to Seattle, one reason I moved is it's hard to be yourself, obviously, where you grew up. Because everyone's like, oh, you peed your pants. You're the pee pants kid. <laughs> it's, it's like, so when I moved, it's like no one knows me. I'm going to go to a new city. I don't know one person. Everyone that meets me is going to have their opinion on me based on how I act to them from right now. Mm-hmm. So let me be genuinely 100% myself. Let me say the things I feel. And then, the, then there's no questions about I like him or I don't like him. I connect with him or not. And I really felt like that helped me become myself was kind of leave it. Like I wanted to change, but it's hard unless you really, you know, have a new scene. And then it's like, okay, cool. Now this is the real version of me and be the person that you're like jealous of. Like sometimes I see like some people, I'm just like, man, I wish I was that person. Like, okay, what about that person makes you want to be them? Mm. And if it's just their style, then fucking buy those shoes. They didn't make them, they bought them. You know what I mean? Like, and, if, and then if it's like other things about them, like, oh no, I just like the way he carries himself. Like, well, maybe try carrying yourself, not just like, don't copy them, but inspire yourself to maybe like do this less or do that more or like, and, and then as you get older, you realize like, I think I'm kind of dope. And I think that I would like to meet myself. And I think I would like to, you know, and that also helps with the depression, realizing like I do like the person I'm becoming. I still need work, but I'm I'm digging this. Like I wouldn't trade my life with anybody, and I would have up to like two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even as good mm-hmm. as it was, mm-hmm. you'd say like I would never trade my life with anybody. Then it's like, well, who? And now I feel like I'm on the cusp of doing some cool shit. It's like, no, nah, I've been working for this pop, so I don't want to trade before the pop. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but that just took you know effort. And, and weed is rough because I smoke so much, and I feel like sometimes I abuse it because it's so good. Oh, you know? How do you abuse it? Because I'm high all day, but <laughs> nothing bad is happening. But I feel like I abuse the, like, sometimes I'm too high where, like, I'm with my mom, and I'm like, fuck, I wish I could be more present, but I feel like I'm just not a hundred percent there because i smoked a little too much or like oil I remember one reason i like flour more when i smoke like oil or dabs or, or whatever i'm foggy as fuck yeah. like i am so different. so different it's way different and with weed i feel like i can at least keep my brain where i want it to be but i do love weed so much and my, my life isn't bad so it's hard to like just dial it back a little bit and i feel like i wish i could <laughs> But like I, I don't know. I enjoy, the first bowl of the day is like my favorite. <laughs> That's like my favorite thing, you know. And I hate that I love it so much. I feel bad. But then you meet other people that feel it. You're like, right, right. Dude, it's my just, vape is like right by my pillow. Right. Yeah. If I wake up in the middle of the night, it's yep. gonna be in my mouth for sure. Oh yeah, I have my bowl, my bowl pack. When I'm on the road, I have my vape in my hand and in, in a hotel room bed because I'm like that'll. It's like having a Xanax in your pocket if you're angry. It's like. I, I might not be smoking it, but having it, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Like if I go, if I leave, like I always have weed in my car or on me. If I leave and I don't have it on me, I might not smoke that time, but the whole time I'm a little anxious being like, I have no weed on me at all. <laughs> and it's like, who cares? You have weed, you have a ton at home. It's like, but it's not on it's me. Not on like me. when I go for walks, if I go and then realize I don't have my weed, I'm like, Right? I wasn't even going to like smoke it, but now I don't have it and I don't want to walk because I don't even have my weed. Thank you. I'm with you. I'll, I'll take the dog for a walk. Half the time I'll take the dog for a walk, I bring the weed. I don't even smoke it because I'm focused on other shit. But then when I don't have it, the, I'm like, yo, we got to fucking get back. <laughs> we got to go back. We got to go back because I'm done. I wasn't even planning on smoking, but like, yeah. It does. Yeah, that's true. Um, I never really thought about that, but I do do that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like I don't, like I'm going to Italy with my family on this amazing trip. I'm excited. And like, all I'm researching is how can I bring weed with me? <laughs> and it's like, and online everyone's like, are you stupid? But I'm like, yes, can you tell me for, this, for the stupid people? How do you do it? 
Like, please. Because I'm going to do And I'm like hitting people up. And the whole, my sister, like my family's trying to be like, you can drink. I'm like, it's not the same. It's not. It's not even close. And it's like, but I hate that I have that. Like, if I, I'm going to fucking go with it. And I'm, I'm going to chance going to jail to enjoy my vacation. Is it, is it not legal there or? It's it's like very, it's kind of legal, but not, it's not like, uh. it's not like the worst. It's not like I'm going to face like some Russia shit, yeah. but it's also not good. So I'm just nervous. It's like. So yeah. even a cartridge, you couldn't even get by with the like I'm bringing a- cartridges and I'm going to vacuum seal them in a bag. Okay. And I'm not going to open that vacuum sealed mm. bag until I get there. Mm. So you going to put that in your, like a check-in? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm going to put it in. Cause I, I go through TSA here all the time with just weed, and it's easy here. I'm worried about when I get go there, like when you go through customs. I've just never been overseas. Yeah. So like if you go through customs, like do you go through the scanners again? Do you go? I have no idea. Yeah. So it's like I but so I'm uh, I'm going to put that in my toiletries at that point with a bunch of just random. You know what I mean? I think it oh, might. Yeah. Just blend in, and if you can't smell it, I want to know how this goes. I'll tell you. You'll know. Oh how fun. You'll see a story of me fucking. <laughs> God, man, it just gets me so nervous. But that's the thing is, I love. I can't just not smoke for those three weeks. It's like three weeks. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. Right. It's like I couldn't imagine that, and it's like I did it for two and a half months when I was a kid. But that was because these giant dudes with their faces tattooed were gonna whoop my ass. <laughs> And I was terrified. I know after the first couple days, it's fine. Like my buddy's a huge pothead. He's on like three months right now. And it's just, but then it's like sometimes I'm jealous. Like we just hung out, and I, I kept going to hand him the joint. He's like, "No, I'm good. I'm good." And I get like, I was like, "Fuck! I wish I could be that dude." But then I was like, "No, I, I like being the other side. I like smoking weed with people. Like I know this is silly. If Snoop Dogg was in here right now, I could hang." And it's like, I like that. Like, and I know it's corny to say, but it's like, I can't be out smoke. Like, I'm on that level. Like when I find people that smoke hard, we're homies. Like we yeah. are best friends where it's like, <laughs> you can smoke all day. Oh bro, let's go kick it. That's how most of my friendships were growing up when I was 14, I yeah. smoked every day. And I hang out with like everybody. Cause it doesn't matter what your background is or what you listen to music wise or whatever. If you smoke weed, you're connecting. Yeah. Like, it's just such a, you know, and, yeah. and I just love that about weed and as corny as weed culture is it's i don't know people that smoke weed you always like offer somebody or like when i'm on the road and i get someone smells it on me and they're like ah, that's cool i'm like oh and they're like oh, it's so hard to get it out here i'm like i'll be right back i just give them like a gram because i always have a lot oh on you're me. that guy i love because someone did it to me you're once. like my ba- oh, the bass player so you're a bass player so yeah because someone did it to me once and it made me so happy it made me so happy where i had no weed and someone's like oh bro fucking here and they're like, do you want money? They're like, no, you're good. And I just couldn't fathom. Like, you just made me so happy for like nothing. Like, what? Uh, what? It's a good. It's a really good gift to like receive weed. Like, cause not cause it is. It's literally money. Like, weed is really yes. expensive. But also, it's just like that was really kind. Like, you didn't have to do that. You're yeah. So kind. And if you have weed, that means you smoke it, and now you're taking stuff out of what you could be smoking. Yeah. To give to me. Yeah. To not even smoke with you, just yeah. to like leave with it. It's, yeah, it always just felt so, like, at shows when people give me money, it's nice. When someone gives me, like, weed, <laughs> it, I feel like they, they know me more. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm, it's like, oh, you mm-hmm. listened. Mm. You know what I mean? Because cash is something to everybody, but if you give me weed, like, it mat like, and it's cool because when my business partner, he's like, hey, I worked on this podcast, they gave me a bunch of weed, I said yes <laughs> to give it to you. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, ah, oh, you're so great. Thank you. I have friends like that. And it's like, and I don't mind being a weed, like, Sometimes I get embarrassed about it, but it's like, no, I love weed. It makes me happy. It makes me, like, I can't wait to, like, I smoked on the way here. I'm going to smoke on the way home. I'm going to get to my computer. I'm going to smoke again. It's just like, I 
I don't know, I'm happier every day because of it, and it sounds so stupid, but it's like my whole life in New York, it was like bad, like I'd be arrested all the time for weed. It was like, oh, it's so, it's like an unlawful possession of marijuana, and it just kills you. It's like a $175 ticket, and when you're broke, it's just like, we call it the weed tax. It's like, hopefully you only get taxed once a year, and you get your ticket and you move on, but then it's just like, why, like you'd smell like it, and then it's like, why am I always like, breaking the law. I'm not break I'm not a lawbreaker. And I moved to Seattle where it was legal and you're just like, "Oh, I'm not I'm I'm a law-abiding citizen. Yeah, I just smoke weed." Yeah. And before I felt like a criminal, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that I don't know if that stigma stuck with me because mm. people that drink oh. don't have that feel. That's true. You know what I mean? Like they can drink in front of my my nephew for instance. Everyone will drink in front of them, and they're like, "I'm like, I'm gonna go smoke weed in the car." Like, he's, you can smoke. I'm like, I'm not smoking weed in front of. It. Like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. And even for my mom, I'm like, I don't want mom to see me hitting the blunt. Like, <laughs> I just feel weird, you know? Yeah. And I don't, and I don't know why. It's like we, alcohol is so but much worse. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't. I'm the same way, but I didn't think about that. Yeah. But it's like I don't know why I care so much. Like kids see their people drinking at baseball games and so, like no one is no like one hiding the beer in front of the kid. Yeah. You know, so it's. Like why? And if anything, you'd rather tell the kid you should smoke weed over doing that. Wait till you're 25, wherever your brain develops. But don't like drinking is like way worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, so um, I don't know. You reminded me of uh, this Grateful Dead concert uh, uh, I, that I went to, and I had all my weed taken from me. Because <sighs> I went by myself. I was meeting up with people, uh, but I went by myself. So the cops switched to my line. So it was all just regular security. And then the police officer actually switched to my line and then thoroughly checked me down and had me throw everything away. That sucks. And I was so bummed. Like I was so like, my energy went down. Like, so, yeah, oh, like, yeah. It was a Grateful Dead I, I was just going to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so I get ah. there and then this dude, so I'm sitting and I went to go visit two different people at two different sections. So I went upstairs and I was sitting with uh, uh, my friend and his family. And then I see this guy with a Ziploc bag of buds. And I'm like, dude, how did he get in with all these? Right, like, a whole weed, bag? A whole bag. And then I was just like, excuse me, sir. Um, my, all my weed was taken from me on the way in. Would you mind like, if I had a bud? And then he was like, oh, sure, I got you. And then he turned around. He turned around for so long that I thought maybe he just said that to be nice. And then we just like, fuck off. Yeah. Um, but like after like five minutes or so, he turned back around. And he took out a little bit of weed, and then he gave me the entire Ziploc bag. And oh I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what? It's I have like, more than I even came with." I, like, I was just gonna say, like that. But that's what I mean. Like, you don't understand. Like, people don't realize. Like, weed people are so nice. Yeah. Like, the culture with weed is so like it's so nice. Like, I I like go. I don't know. I go out of my way for like a, a couple. I was in uh, Colorado, but they were with their kids and they were outside. And I'm like, you can buy it. But it was like in a weird area. I was in the middle of nowhere. And they saw me smoking a joint. And I told them I was a comic. We talked for a minute. And they were super cool. And I asked them, like, do you guys have anything? Because they kept talking about it. And they're like, no, we're going to try to go to the dispensary. We got the kids with us and whatever. So I was like, I'll be right back. I was doing the Gateway show. And I ran to my room. I gave them like a full jar I had. And just the look on their faces, it made me so happy. It's like, that was only like 30, A, I got it for free, cause I got it for doing the show, but it was like a $30 jar. And you think about like, to them it was like $150. Cause they, they have their kids, it's like, you just, I just, 
changed whatever for them. And someone gave me that for free. I just kind of passed along this good vibe because mm. I remember I was happy when I got it. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, yeah, dude. And then when I saw them need it, I was like, I have plenty. I'm going home tomorrow. And then just to pass it on, it's like, I don't know, I feel like weed people, like, you, like I know what it feels like to not have weed and it sucks. And I, and I think that we all know that. Yeah. And it's like, if I see anyone hurt and it's like, even like a homeless guy comes up to me, I'm like, I'll, let me smoke half this joint, you can get the other half. I'm not gonna go back and forth with you. Yeah. <laughs> But I'll give you the other half. Just let me smoke it down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so I get it. So I don't know. I love that, like, the love of it and, like, everything. The, like, it's just, I don't know. So when I think sometimes, like, I wish I didn't smoke so much, like, why? Like, why? You're fine. Saying, you're a good guy. Yeah, you're good. You're a good guy. <laughs> Thank you. You're good. Um, uh, we can start wrapping it up soon. Um, is there anything else that you want to add? Sometimes we talk a lot about depression or, or anxiety. Sometimes it's just a little bit, but um, you know, we did. How long have you been smoking? Uh, I, th I think I started like, was I 21? I think I was like 21 or so. Um, what, so what got you to, because obviously I was like 14, obviously high school, and everyone's like, you know, weird. Yeah. So at 21, when you're like, you know, done with that shit. Well, how did you get into it? Um, it's weird because like I grew up. I'm from Long Beach. Okay. And uh, every Sunday, my friends we would like go get some tacos and then go to someone's backyard, or go get some carne asada and and go to someone's backyard. And they would all smoke and drink, and I would just sit there and be eating the carne asada and munching on it. And I never smoked. Um, they never pressured me either. Like, you it just was didn't just, want to. You just didn't. Even... I just, I just felt because I was going to church. Like I was a Christian, and okay. so even though my Christian friends were uh, very much drinking and smoking, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, like it was, there was no judgment. Like I didn't care that yeah. they were doing it, and they didn't care that I wasn't doing it. It was like no one cared. Um, but I just never, I just never, I didn't want to be like that that Christian. Like I didn't want to do that. Um, so fast forward to being 21, uh, and I was living in, uh, I must've been, uh, t 23 cause I was in New York. I moved to New York. Okay. Um, first time you smoked was in New York. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Um, and yeah, I think I was at a party somewhere and I was like, I feel like I'm, I was on a rooftop. Nice, uh, which nice. is dangerous cause they don't have, not all the roofs oh, there have like, a, <laughs> some of the roofs are just like, you can literally <laughs> Walk off the so on, Yeah, not like a, a setup rooftop for people. Yeah. It's just like a roof. Yeah, yeah. literally a roof. Um, so that's what it was. And so I had to keep that in mind. Yeah. Like I had to stay Jesus. away from this. I'm so scared of heights too. Ooh. When they were doing stand-up over here on those rooftops, there, there was like, oh, yeah. there'd be like one bar that would like hold people. And people were like leaning on that one bar, like talking. And I'm in the middle of the roof, just like sitting there, just when am I, when's my set? Get me off this roof. Ooh. So 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 like they did they just hand you the was it a joint a blunt a bowl? Um, it might have been a joint. I think nice. I think I had like the same reaction. She was like, I don't think I'm high. I'm not yeah. high. But then when I started getting anxious about being like falling over the edge, I, I was like, I'm definitely high because I wasn't anxious about this before. Yeah, like yeah. I knew I wasn't gonna walk off the edge, but now I'm like, oh shit. Um, and then I had another experience shortly after that where this guy. Uh, we watched, uh, it was like a group of us, and um, uh, he put on Adventure Time. Nice. And then he pulled out like this, uh, this it was like a, a, a wooden box, and it had different uh, like sections, and that's where oh, he kept shit. his weed, like in different. Right. Yeah, so he gave me like the full, he gave us all like the full like rundown, like this is a Tiva. Oh, damn, okay, all right. Yeah, um, uh, and that was fun, because then we just smoked and then watched, that was my first time watching Adventure Time, and then also learning about like the different strains. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that was a fun, that was a fun New York moment as well. And oh, then, that's cool, I yeah. love New York. 
and then and yeah, from it. there you just get it delivered. The drug people come, they just come inside. And that's, so I, I was living in Astoria <laughs> for um, like six months, uh, like last year for a little bit. I was, I was going to try to move there, and that was the one thing I wasn't used to. Is like it felt like half baked. Like yeah, when the dude yeah, walks yeah. in, he had he had a backpack, he threw it in front. And I'm just sitting there laughing, like, bro, I feel like this is the scene from the movie. That's how it is. And yeah. they pull out all the shit. Yeah. You're from New York, right? Yeah, right? I'm from Albany, upstate. New York. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I experienced it, I was like, yeah, this is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is something out of a movie. <laughs> yeah, and they have like a ton with it's like I, all I could think about is aren't you scared to be walking around with all that shit? And they're like, no one cares out here. And you realize like yeah, it's fine. Like, the cops don't even want to fucking fuck with people out there anymore. They're dealing with such real shit. Yeah. Like, big Like, in L.A., especially, I love being out here because it's like, you you have to do something kind of rough to have, like, even a cop look at you, like, driving-wise. If you get pulled over out here, like, for, like, I mean, people speed by me in front of cops and the cops aren't doing they shit. Do There's nothing. people on motorcycles doing wheelies by them and they're just, <laughs> like, sitting there. So whenever I see anyone pulled over, it's like, what did you do? Yeah. Or is there something expired? But, like, I do... Uh, yeah, I do, I do miss New York, but that was out here, the fact that you can just go to a store. It is, it's still so crazy to me that you could do that. I know it sounds like we've been, we had it for a while already, but whenever I go on the road, it's like... Oh, it's it, different everywhere, It's huh? so bad. Like, I was in Utah. It's zero. I mean, I was like, it's zero. They'll put you in jail. I go to Kansas. It's like they'll put you in jail. There's like a lot of states like that where it's Even like, smoke. So like smoking, having it. Oh, yeah, nothing. yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Which is like terrifying because like I'm going to fly there with it, but I'm not going to fly out with it. So I smoke everything while I break it out per day, make sure I have enough. But I was in Arkansas and I smoked all my weed and we got snowed in for three days. And they don't have, it's like you can't get it out there. So I was so bummed. And I was like taking like resin hits from the bowl I had, <laughs> just trying to like get through. Because I'm like, dude, this sucks, man. Like... <laughs> I've done that before. Or just like buy, like burn the, burn. is that what you did? You're burning the, yeah. Oh yeah, just hold the lighter until something happens. <laughs> feel like you're just smoking the lighter at that point, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, oh man. man. What, is it different? So like when you go to a town where weed is illegal, like is the energy, what's the energy like in cities where, or states oh, yeah. where there's weed and there's no weed? So I, I only bring joints with me then. I, I'll, I'll go, like I'll my hotel room or whatever, but I'll only leave with a joint so I can eat it. Because if a cop comes up to me, I'm not even fucking around. I'm just going to yeah. eat it. I don't give it. I have a water bottle with me. <laughs> smash it. Like who gives a shit, dude? Because it's not... And because the people out there too, like if you're anywhere, like, oh, it smells good with it. That's one thing. Other cities when it's not, everyone's like looking around there's just too much looking around because mm. you know what i mean people are like what is, who is doing that and then it's like oh i'm gonna get caught. very obvious yeah. yeah but you go anywhere else like everyone else has smoked but like i'm just so nervous to get caught with it and like go to jail in a random city Ooh. or like and then you have to go back to go to court or something i don't know i just i just can't wait till it's federal i, I can't wait till it's like worldwide like what the hell like it's fucking cra- i still don't get it it's like uh, i don't know i think because it because it, it it helps people in such a a dramatic way in a positive way like i think it would i think it would have such a better effect on the world like that's like yeah. people are like trying to stop the world from being a better place and that's part of why yeah we did i don't know that's no, I, I, I i don't i don't doubt that at all because i'm with you i do think that because uh, yeah everything is about keeping people apart with anything with like at the end of it, it's like you know rich poor black white well, fucking wherever you are if you're foreign if you're from here like my family's not it's always weird too it's like everyone wants to classify this so it can break us apart yeah and when people smoke weed i notice it's just such a bonding thing 
that's the, you're right. It's the last thing they want us to do is bond over anything because then we're going to start talking and being like, oh, we have more uh, in common than we do uh, this, like not in common. And then that, and then, you know, we start talking about ideas and big things happen mm-hmm. and b- people don't want that because, you know, rich people are people that they, they're in charge and they want to keep it that way. Yeah. And when people on the bottom start connecting, coming together, having big ideas, it just shifts things, which is a good shift for in general. Everyone else. Everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> but I always think that it's like, why, why is alcohol okay? It's like, oh, because it, everyone fights on it. Yeah. And weed isn't because everyone's yeah. cool. Everyone on it. loves each other. Right? On it. yeah. it's, it's not a coincidence. It's, it's like, yeah. look, it's so obvious. Yeah, it's frustrating. It's fr- I mean, that's part of why I do this show. Um, I don't know. I don't even know why I do this show anymore. But <laughs> it's just like it. it, it I, w- I used to be nervous talking about it, but now I don't care. Like I mentioned yeah. it, and I don't even. I don't even think twice about it. It's that feeling is gone for yeah, me. Yeah, the stigma of it is like, get out of here. This is actually better for our lives. Like yeah. Like, I function pretty well. I did, though. I got annoyed. I, I went to my doctor a couple months ago to get a checkup. And the nurse, before seeing my doctor, was asking me questions. And she was like, so are you still abusing marijuana? I was like, abusing marijuana? <laughs> God, yeah. What do you? What are you talking yeah, about, yeah. abusing marijuana? She was like, it says that's here that why you I get smoke. It, that's why I get it in my head. Because that, mm. that dumb shit is people are like, how much do you smoke? Like, once or twice a week? And I'm just like, do I smoke once or twice before <laughs> noon? Like, what do you yeah. mean? If the, if, like, I told my mom once I smoked like three times a week and she started crying. What? And I was like, oh my God, mom, if you knew how much I smoked, you would be so upset. You would be devastated. Like, so I know, so that, that gets, it gets in your head. Like, am I doing something wrong? But then you see other people taking anxiety pills or depression pills. It, or all this. that's okay. Yeah, because a doctor told you it's okay. And it's like, that's so much worse for you than yeah. this thing I'm doing. Yeah. That's, yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're doing this because it is, I think that with time, more people are realizing that the stigma of it is fake. It is like more people smoke than you know. That a lot of yeah. people hide it because of their job. They have mm-hmm. to because of the professional wise or whatever. That, but, yeah. It's yeah. like a choose your own adventure, I feel like. Because there's so many different ways to consume it. You get flour, mm-hmm. you do oils. Mm-hmm. I like the vapes, the cartridges. The edibles. 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 Man, that shit hits different. So different. <laughs> edibles are great for movies. Mm. Going on walks. I like to walk to like thrift stores and like yeah. <laughs> look at look at stuff. Um, edibles are great for dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good body. Yeah, it's very good body highs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I do. I do think that there's a lot of like there's like um, these tinctures and stuff that people oh, have been yeah, using are great. Yeah. But yeah, it's just I, I do think it is. People realize the effect, the benefits of it without the gnarly like side effects. You know what I mean? And there's like, CBD too, which has no side effects other than yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. calms you or whatever. Which I was trying to possibly start smoking CBD. I just like smoking too, you know, the act of smoking. So I was thinking maybe, you know, I mean, sometimes every third joint is a CBD joint mm. just to slow down. You know, you know just what you to, should do? What? Okay, you're kind of tall, so I don't know if you could do this. But a bubble bath, a CBD b- uh, bomb, or like really? the, those, uh, yeah, and you're like know. it's just a regular, like a bomb. Yeah, that yeah. Should, um, they make a CBD one. Oh, that sounds nice. And they just like fizzle. We put it. Does it work? Like in your skin? Like it? Does it go like? Um, it's just more like relaxing. Like, I feel like I'm just more relaxed, just super chill. Um, like I could, I could go to sleep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I dig that shit. I'm all about like yeah, and it's a plant, and like plants are awesome. You know what I mean, like. It's very, uh, I don't know, I'm a very big fan of weed. And it's weird to, like, at some point just be, like, okay with it. Because, like, it is... You just got to be okay with it. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. It's not even about me. It's about everyone else. And it's the idea of, like, are you happy? Like, yeah, I love, like, I love smoking weed. So it's, like, then why do you care? And at some point, it was finally my mom and my dad are, like, 
he's 37, he makes his own money, he, like, I'm doing my, I'm definitely doing something off the beaten path, but so is, you know, that's part of it, is smoking weed, is helping me be creative in a way that I want to, like, unlock certain things or connect when I play music. Mm. It's like, if you just hit the joint a couple of times and play music, it's just the best. Like, yeah. it's so, it's, I don't know. So I, I don't know. I'm very grateful for weed and stuff, but I am interested in, like, like the ketamine thing and, like, other therapies that aren't just, um, you know, pills. Pills just freak me out. I don't know my whole life, just a pill. Even, like, ecstasy. Like, I'll do Molly over ecstasy. I don't know why. It's like it's just a swallowing a pill. I thought it was a, wait, is Molly? It's like a, a powder you like dip. I mean, you can put it into a capsule. Yeah. But the capsule is just like a powder. I had Molly. I thought I'm trying to think of. I had something that was shaped like a a mushroom. It was like the Mario mushroom, like the one up. Okay, it could have been. It might be. E, but it could be Molly pressed into. I don't know. That's the other thing is people can do so much stuff with it now. I've only done Molly of like a dip it, put it on your tongue kind of thing, which is fun. Yeah. But then I was doing it a lot like just partying just like or going to like parties with my friends and then you realize like oh i'm using all my happy because like on a <laughs> random day yeah you would just be like oh, i don't feel anything like not bad i just feel like it was weird and I, I like noticed i just don't have emotion like someone would say something and i just wasn't yeah i just You're had enough reacting. yeah so I, like, <laughs> I feel like that every day <laughs> <laughs> just a shell empty shell yeah um well, um, I don't know, let me see. We've talked a lot about, my, we went through my notes. Shrooms, acid, do we talk about acid? I don't know. I've done acid, I like acid. Um, sh shroom, or acid is a, from my understanding, it's like a, a longer or a more intense version of shrooms, or it lasts longer and it's more intense? Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, I feel like they're both very long. Shrooms always last me, like, that to me it's like a day thing. If yeah, I'm like hours. Acid's like the same, but I feel like it's more, I get more giggly. I don't know, it's like, how can I, explain? I don't know. It's, it's very similar, it's very similar, but also as a complete different, like, I don't know, it's, it's less introspect. Acid has none of the, my brain's connecting with this fun shit. I feel like if you took all of the deepness out of the mushrooms, uh, that's how I feel more on acid. Okay. Like I'm seeing stuff, it's pixelated, it's fun, but my brain's not, this is at least me personally, it's not necessarily going to these deep caverns trying to solve shit, it's just enjoying being high. Yeah, I mean. How do you do that and perform? Like, how are you? Like, I feel like I would be so scared to get on my like my guitar and like hit some acid and then just like. Oh, I don't know. I, when I did acid, I usually was just I usually lay outside. <laughs> it's a big lay down and look at stuff or like walk around and see stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Music's like, and, I, and I like doing those drugs with people. And I don't like playing unless I'm playing with a band. I, I usually music's like a, my own thing. Mm. So like that's more of a big weed thing. But like, mm. yeah, acid and shrooms is like let's go to like Universal or something, or let's go do this fun thing and walk around and like feel the air hitting us and like. Mm. But yeah, but acid's very similar to shrooms. I get yeah without like, yeah the the deepness the, yeah, the, the message after <laughs> <laughs> um i remember the first shrooms i i took uh here in this apartment i was talking i had a conversation with amy winehouse she was a uh, my blow dryer and i think i was i was apologizing i was like we killed you like it's our fault <laughs> i'm so sorry you're gone i'm so sorry and this is like way after she passed away like want, <laughs> years I, after yeah this is probably more reason i this is Maybe 2018 or 2017 or 18 is when I had my first dose of shrooms. Okay. So yeah, I was talking to Amy Winehouse. Um, 
Nice. Sounds like a fun trip. Yeah. <laughs> and my cat, her, her fur, it looked like it was wavy. And so I recorded on my phone. And then when I was sober, I was like, oh, it just yeah. <laughs> looks regular. <laughs> but it's fun though, because when you do mushrooms, like, it's just Daisy. My, me and my buddy, we kept laughing. There's a Dave uh, Attell joke. What the hell was it? Um, fuck. I forgot the, the punch. But it, like, it was just like, um, God damn it. It was a pancakes joke. And my buddy got pancakes tattooed on his leg after. <laughs> Because it was such a big part of that whole day. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was so stupid. But it's like, oh, yeah, you remember your those those moments. Or like my mushroom trips, I remember a lot. And like, they're, oh, I don't know. They're very fun. I, it is something, if I could only pick one drug to do for the rest of my life, as much as I love smoking weed, I would do mushrooms mm-hmm. every like three or four months just because I feel like there's actually something that happens mm-hmm. in my brain and my body and shit, you know. That's true. But but if I could pick two, it'd be weed all day with it. But it's like mushrooms, I do think, I don't know, every time I've done it, I do, I have a positive outcome from it and I do start change. Like the, it's kind of like similar to the, the um, ketamine Ketamine, thing. yeah. But, but yeah. That sounds intense. The ketamine sounds intense. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do that, and yeah, t- t- the next day I'll like have a whole new life, yeah, <laughs> be I know. a different person. I know it's weird too, because I, I, like, I, I, I kind of wish I didn't have such a gnarly experience on it, because I feel like that guy being like, it is so good. But it was like, mm-hmm. I was shocked. I was like, very, I was in a shitty spot, and I, then I wasn't, and it was such a. It sounds like, like you needed it. Yeah, and I was glad. And I even told my, I called him on the way home. Like, dude, I am. I want to hug you right now because mm. you have no idea how much I needed that. Because I was talking, we were just at his house. I was smoking weed and he was talking to me and I asked him, he smokes weed a lot. I was like, how'd you quit smoking weed? He's went stopped for like three months. And he's like, you're not going to believe me, but I did ketamine. <laughs> and I started thinking about whatever. And I just wanted to stop. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And we started talking about it. I was like, oh, I heard it's good for depression. And I told him I was kind of feeling a little rough lately. And then he kind of started looking at me and he's like, I'll be right back. And he grabbed some and he's like, if you want, we could try some. And then I was just like, oh, shit, all right. And it was just that last minute, like, fuck it. Let's just do it without thinking too much. And, yeah, it was just, uh, I'm glad I even brought it. Like, that's the thing is you bring it up to your buddy. Like, yeah, I've been kind of feeling, like, off lately, and I'm not sure why. And, yeah, I was, it was very, it was a cool experience. And it was a lot of it was I wanted to be better. I wanted to, like, get out of that funk because I do want to be, like, I don't want to be one of these, like, hoarders or people on, like, those, like, addicted shows of, like, you, your brain is very powerful, and you can go one way or you can go the other way. And I would rather lean on, like, let me control what I'm thinking and doing and try to be, like, someone that can inspire people or push people that hopefully the way I was inspired and pushed by, like, Alan Watts or, like, different people that I give credit to. Hopefully someone one day will be like, oh, Mike, this guy, I heard him do this thing or did this, and it kind of pushed me in his direction because, like, you know, but that's why even with weed, it's like, I don't want to quit smoking weed because it's so much of my story that's real and if people ask about it it's like yeah i it most of my day i'm i mean a whole day i'm high but i don't <laughs> i'm not late to shit yeah i like i like get all my stuff done i do all my business stuff like even the business partner was afraid to start the business with me because he doesn't smoke weed and he's like i mean my wife thought that like you are high all the time how is this gonna work he slips up so much more than me like love you no so much more than me. <laughs> And it's like, and I, but I, a part of that is because I, I don't want to fuck up so much yeah. that I work even harder because I don't want weed to be this excuse. I don't want people to be like, oh, well, you're high. It's like, no, 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 I fucked up because I fucked up. Yeah, but I'm always high, so it's like, well, I can't fuck up. So I just have to be better so I can be high. 
you know? Yeah, yeah, I love that. No, for sure. Like, even the anxiety like that we give is, like, the anxiety is to make sure that I don't fuck up because yeah. I'm high. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that I want to enjoy being high, but I don't want you to be mad that I'm high. Yeah, And yeah, it's just yeah. like, fuck, man. It, 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 it sucks that people still, like, weed's bad for you because, like, there are a lot of people like you and me who function very well uh, because of it mm -hmm. uh, and can, like, still live our lives and get stuff done. Um, I mean, does it really, does, has weed ever, like, ruined anyone's life to the point where it's, like, like, uh, like a drug addiction, you know? Like, I don't think so, but it probably made it not as good as it could have been for sure. Yeah. I have friends that are couch locked. Like, they just, they're good with just smoking all day and stick it, like... It's kind of easy. It's because fun. It's kind of easy to stay in this loop, and then ten years goes by, and you're just like, "Oh man." I mean, I'm still enjoying my life, but maybe if I, I don't know. But it's also, I think that maybe those same people without weed would still be doing that. Yeah, you know I, I mean? think it's a motivation thing. Like whatever yeah. I set my mind to is what. Like if I set my mind to just like chilling on my couch, then that's what's gonna happen when I'm oh, smoking. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, or if I want to play my guitar for mm -hmm. a couple hours or whatever I need to do, I just like set my mind to it, like you did with the ketamine. Just set my mind to it, and then take my hits, and then I go at it. Sometimes with a bong, sometimes they can hit real hard, and I have to like lay on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love those moments though, because sometimes it's like, am I even getting as high as I used to? And then you get that moment where you're just like, I need to sit down. Yeah. Yes, I am getting yes, as high yes, as I used to. Yes, Fuck yes. yeah, very good. Um. Okay. Well, Mike, I don't know. Um. Um. Is there anything that you want to add on it? On uh, a scale of one to ten, uh, or, or zero to ten, zero being shitty, fucked up, blah, 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 ten being amazing, uh, how do you feel about uh, uh, your life? Honestly, and not, I would say a nine, because I'm feeling really good. There's a couple like areas where it's like, you know, you'd like to have a partner or someone to enjoy cool shit with, but I'd rather not have the wrong person around. So that's why it's like it's hard to like want that when you're just like, eh, it's better to be alone. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm doing all the things I want to do. I'm uh, very much in that mode of being happy, trying to like. Uh, someone said, um, what is it? Happiness is you have to make effort. It's an effort. Mm -hmm. Like you don't just wake up and be happy. And it's the same things like, oh yeah, it's not, it's weird to think of it. It takes effort to be happy, but it's like no, it just it takes effort to do the things that make you happy. Yes. Like every time I go golfing with my friends, I have the best time ever, but sometimes it's hard for me to go golf. But then you get there and you're just like, oh yeah, stop remembering, stop, you know, this makes you happy, do this thing. Um, so I've been pretty present with all that shit lately. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked. I'm, uh, I wouldn't change much. I would just want to see where this all, I feel like I'm in the beginning of a fun thing that I've been like, built like a you know you've been like gardening for a while and you start mm. seeing these things coming up and you're just like oh this is so exciting yeah so i feel like i'm at that area a little bit with everything with like the business and with like even my friends relationships and life and stuff so yeah i would go there i'd say around nine. nine what about you hmm uh life's been life in me for sure i want to say probably the number that popped in my head was a six okay um uh yeah life's just been like just things that want like one thing after another uh dealing with car shit uh this That's neighborhood yeah. like you know just want like wanting to change uh, i'm feeling stuck um it's funny somebody uh uh oh the bass player that gave me this week he was like when's your birthday and he pulled this personality thing mm -hmm. and uh he was reading it to me and one of the things he read, uh, it said that a part of my personality is that I feel stuck. And I'm like, shit, that's where, oh, I, where wow. I'm at right now. I feel stuck. 
um, stuck like here. I started the show here. Uh, I'm still doing it here. I haven't like moved anywhere else. I would love to do it somewhere else or, or a bigger venue or have an audience. Um, money, work, you know, just like, uh, you, like and, and I think I've also like chosen to, I'd rather be alone than to like have shitty relationships. So it's like realizing <laughs> how, like where my life is, where I wanted my life to go and where it's at right now. So that's where, why I would say it's an out of six. Um, but I think meditating helps me really just kind of like ex just accept whatever's happening and not be like super low or down about it or not like project whatever I'm feeling to anyone, <laughs> anybody else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like in terms of like hitting my goals and dreams and stuff and like, like I feel like I'm getting better or getting closer, but I'm stuck. And so that stuckness has me at a six. Yeah. So I would say six, yeah. The fact that you can even recognize the things that you're stuck on is good because then you can at least write them down and be like, all right, how can I unstick this? Yeah. How can I unstick that? Because I don't know. I, I Half of it is just figure because I don't know. I'm, uh, I mean, I don't know shit, but it's just I feel like at least you know where you're tripping a little bit and then be like, okay, let me fix this so I don't trip on that. Let me fix this because, I mean, my... I do, I do want a, a relationship. It just sucks. I think I had a good one and I think I like fucked it up. Mm. You know, it was one of those where it's like, so everyone I'm hanging out with is just comparing it to this other person and it's not good for them. It's not good for me. So then I'm like, all right, let me take a step back from that. But, um, but I kind I don't know that, but yeah, being stuck is a rough one. Cause it is like, um, it's, I mean, you will get out. It's like, it's, you know, it's stuck, it's stuck isn't forever. Yeah, you know I mean, so nothing sticky forever. So um, except for my weed. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but uh, but but at least I mean, honestly, I think this this kind of shit being creative helps. Putting this shit out there, connecting mm -hmm. with people helps. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you having me here. Like this is dope. Like, I'm so grateful you came. Like people who are busy just like are always busy. So oh, it's all like... good. I make time. <laughs> um, but if there's, uh, and it sounds like you can be off the pod. If there's anything that you need help on in general, on sticking, let me know. Because oh yeah, sure. it's just whatever. It's just in general. Even if it's just like, you know, let's go smoke at this spot. I, whatever. I'm down to like just do whatever. Oh man, I'm always down to unstick for real. Yeah. Especially weeds. You know, I love smoking weed with people. I always smoke. I mean, you. We smoke so much alone. Like I feel like most of my sessions are alone that I I always enjoy smoking with someone because it just it's like oh yeah it's such a communal thing like yeah. we just so it's like feeding people sometimes you know? it's quiet or sometimes it's chatty sometimes it's giggly like it's yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, or it's, it's a combination of those yeah it's yeah. great I love it. sometimes you just zone out and just like oh, I forgot we were just together for a minute <laughs> yeah. that was dope we're just like high and just existing but like alone together but like it's yeah, yeah so yeah yeah I love to smoke yeah yeah definitely need some more smoking partners um, I was just like. Because I've been meditating and like doing like this the self care stuff and having a therapist, I've just been like cutting people left and right. Just like okay, my That's smart. It is smart, but it's like also like at a point it's like fuck, I'm so lonely. I'm like why am I so lonely? <laughs> oh yeah, well because I just set all these boundaries. But my uh, therapist told me uh, to get a jar and to use that jar, fill the jar with marble. Like everyone in my life uh, has a a jar for themselves that represents them. Okay. And to fill it with marble, if I feel filled up by them, put like I make a list like. If they do this for me or with me, then I add five marbles gotcha, or two marbles, okay. or whatever. Or if they do something I don't like, then I take, take it them. out. Um, and then I realized, like, I didn't have anyone in my life who I felt like even making marbles for. Mm. Like that's where it was like, fuck. Like so, 
to a point of like the self-care got to a point where it's like <laughs> I don't even like I, I cleaned out all the the garbage to the point where like it's spot clean there's nothing yeah yeah so yeah. that's where it's at well, so, yeah that's smart because that's the other thing is sometimes people are in your life and you don't realize like how did you even get in my life like if, if I take a step back like you can't choose your family but I can choose my friends mm, mm-hmm. and like cutting a friend off is hard but sometimes it's just like I don't know you're just nagging you're just I don't think you're here for me at all you know what I mean yeah and it's yeah but yeah, it happens. Uh, especially like the older we get, for sure. I think that's part of getting older is like getting mature and just realizing like I'm about to leave you behind. Yeah, like I definitely real. can't date anyone who's like not ambitious. Like I will leave you behind. Like it's not. I'm always having goals and yep. things to do. Yeah, and it's hard, especially. And it sounds silly, but the more that you expect out of yourself and out of life, that you expect that same thing out of your partner. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want to be with anybody that doesn't have the same 11 feel for themselves of like, I'm going to push myself until the wheels come off yeah. and just being happy and working and just doing whatever. And it's, it is hard to find someone match your energy that you also connect with, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. All so it, yeah. it's like, it's, it's very, yeah. So I don't know. But I also feel like someone had a joke last night, which is so funny. I saw a show, this guy's like, when you go to Ross, you always find the thing you're not looking for, but the thing you need. So he's like, so <laughs> go there looking for something you that you're not looking for and you'll find it. Yeah. And it's like, and he, and like that's kind of like with dating or whatever too. It's like, man, the harder I stress on like, man, it'd be nice if I had somebody around. It's just like, just stop focusing on it and that person's gonna pop in the second that you're just focused on other shit because it's gonna make you better too. Even friends, yeah. like mm-hmm. a lot of better friends popped into my life because... I was a better friend and I also gave them time to took off other friends. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, now I have this hole here. And then randomly, organically, people I wanted to be around more filled it up. And then also me making an effort when they get invited to taco night, go. You know what I mean? Like when someone hits you up, like go to the thing. Because yeah. they're going to stop inviting you if you keep saying no. Yeah, for And sure. especially if you want to hang out with those people and make those efforts. So, uh, but yeah, but um. But it is because that marble thing is very smart. It's very, I like that. Because I'm, I'm very visual. I always write mm. stuff down. I do like, and that's like an obvious, like, this person's killing it as a friend. Yeah. This person sucks. It's also funny to have that, like, they, and they will, you can tell them or not tell them that the marble jar represents them or not. So, like, they, they come into your home and see, like, like, why do you have, like, what's with the jars and yeah, the marbles? Yeah. Like, oh, it's just there, decoration. Yeah, right. It's like, this is how I measure yeah, you sucked, dog. You didn't, you didn't have a jar, bro. <laughs> you didn't even have a jar. <laughs> you didn't even get a jar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't have no jars. I have no yeah. jars. Um, um, okay, well, let's start wrapping it up because I don't even know if this shit is recording. I haven't even checked it. I hope it's, everything's still going. Um, do you want to uh, what do I do? Oh, promote some shit? Promote some stuff? Um, I guess the main thing is be like Third Wheel um, Podcast Studio or the Comedy Club. They're not tied. They're kind of tied. Like me and Nolan own both of them, but then the comedy club has two other owners as well, Avery and Dex. Um, uh, but so that you just follow third. Or like True Crime Travel Map is the new pod. I'm really into that. TrueCrimeTravelMap.com. You can go to see the map. We have a podcast. We're on YouTube, Facebook, all that stuff too. And then I guess that might be it for now. Just I'm just doing mostly third wheel stuff. And then music stuff on the way. But it's just like you know, I'm just you know, it's always like I hate sharing my music stuff with people because it's such a personal thing mm. that sometimes I feel like when I put it out, I don't know, 
like I, I, I feel like they're seeing a part of me that I'm not sure I like people seeing. Because oh. very, I'm just a little bit more vulnerable, I guess, with lyrics and like the songs and stuff. So I write them all and I do whatever. I've only performed live at Third Wheel alone. I started doing it because we have a music open mic every Sunday. And the guy that runs it is like, he sings, Danny is amazing. He sings in person the way most people sing in private. And I'm like, that is so impressive. Because yeah. when I'm around people, I go down to like a five of like, I'm just a shell. And when you're in front of people, Danny, you're, I think you even sing bigger. Mm. And I like, I'm inspired by people like that, that just, he doesn't care. He's like, the art is bigger than me. I'm going to put it out. So I've been trying to push the music stuff more, but when I put it out, it'll be a thing. But I have a book I wrote that oh. comes out at the end of the year. It's called Comedy is for Dummies. It's everything I've learned doing stand-up in 10 years. I break down like everything. If you never know anything about stand-up and you read the book, you'll learn a fuck ton. Like even what to send to bookers. Like did it break down like just everything I've really figured out. But I mean, it's it. And then at Mike Mazzalotti on shit is me. We can smoke together sometime when I go to your city. Yes. Um, uh, it's interesting that you said uh, writing songs makes you feel vulnerable, but like you write jokes you do you write like you write your own jokes right yeah but i don't really i have an idea it's funny because i have an idea and i just go on stage and just like talk mm. and then i'll make it into a joke after doing that a couple times and be like okay this is the way this goes but i don't sit at home and like write like a b c d it's like i had an idea like i was walking by a homeless guy the other day listening to a podcast and i started laughing and he was just like what's so fucking funny <laughs> you laughing at me is this funny to you and i was like what the fuck no bro i just I'm listening to something. I'm sorry. And like, so I'm like, oh, that's kind of a silly idea. So now I'll bring that on stage, just that thought, and mm -hmm. then see if I can riff something from that that has legs and then try it three or four times. If I don't get anything, just move on to a new thought. But so I don't really write. Like if I sit down and write, it's like music. It's like I'll write the song, the everything. But like comedy is more of a... I'm gonna think of a funny thing and try to repeat that a bunch of times. Mm. I will never, I can't, I've tried to sit down and write a joke. I'm so corny. <laughs> I'm so bad. Uh, well, his stand up's great, so check it out. Um, I think the ones, the, uh, um, the, uh, what was it called? The Gateway Show, the one, you were giggly. I think you said oh, you yeah, giggly. Yeah. yeah, you're giggly. <laughs> I like that. Um, okay, well, that's it. That's Dope Comedians. Um, uh, I am going to tell you to subscribe and to do all that stuff, uh, but you already know that. You're already subscribed. I don't even have to tell you to do that. Um, I'm going to be back here again. Whenever I'm back, <laughs> it'll be back, and I will see you later. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening to Dope Comedians. Subscribe now to access bonus episodes, clips, and audio. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and YouTube Podcasts. And follow us on social media at Dope Comedians. Until next time, live long and slay.